geek domination podcast And now that Japan's upset, <laughs> welcome to the Geek Domination Podcast. Today is March 15th, 2015, and I'm your host, Zane Coppage. With me this week is Cody Spitzelberger. I learned this week, if you just put ooh at the end of anything, it just automatically makes it Japanese. Just I'm pretty like sure that's not how that works. L with Spanish, it's pretty sure the same concept. Pretty much, yeah. And Anthony Tyson. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you don't approve uh, of my knowledge that I'm trying uh, to give to no, you. No, I mean... Uh, I, I try not to avoid, you know, racial stereotyping. I'm not at stereotyping. All, but, at all. but, but, but. I try to racial stereotype as but, much as possible for comedic effect. But, my brother and I uh, would have to agree with you based on the fact that one of our favorite video games of all time, Fire Emblem Awakening, is literally Faru Emblem Kakurusai in Japanese, like, announcing. Like, that's, oh, that's how they announced it. That's amazing. of racial stereotypes. It's not racist if it's positive. Asians are good at math. Black people are good at basketball. White people are good at being um, White? privileged. Okay. This is great. This is, this is all Still the stereotypes all, all at once. <laughs> Still all fucked up. So me. with all that out of our system, I think. <laughs> anyway. Um, how, how, how's the week been for you, Cody? And how's uh, the past two weeks been for you, Anthony? The week has been slow. Like, I texted you earlier in the week, too. You were just, like, texting me, like, all in all. I was, like, on Monday about Dragon Age shit. And I was just, like... Dude, like school. Once you, yeah, once you school sent that, is like, like gonna kill me this week. Once, once you sent that, I was like, okay, I'll just stop. I'll so just like, stop I literally you know what's going on outside of raiding <laughs> and a little bit of Hearthstone. I did a little bit of Dragon Age last night. That little itty bit of Destiny we did on Friday, and that's it. Oh yeah, yep. This is it for gaming. Um, Ouch. Yeah, this homework's been killing school. me before spring break. Yeah, it happens. Um, I started my next binge watch, which actually ties into one of the TV news this week. I right. started watching Digimon again, like I've been saying I've been wanting to for a while. And Was my post Digital Champions? A, yeah. Did that uh, jumpstart yeah. you a little yeah, bit? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I forgot how slow the start is. Yeah. Oh, no, my that's, God. When I was doing that, because I tried doing that about two years ago, I... Like was, the oh. like, because we've said it I before. Skipped. Like I just the skipped first, the good episodes. The first season <clears throat> is kind of four seasons in America, because of the way that America releases series. Right. So like whole. the first part of season one is like awful. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's literally the same every single episode. You just gotta, one of them is in trouble. There is Digimon Digivolves. The end. Touches on champion level and then goes back to normal and then we go to the next kid that's somewhere else on the island. Well, they're after, all together. No, after they separate. Remember when they get separated after um, Devimon's like... Oh, yeah. I haven't got that. Okay, yet. yeah. Well, Devimon... Sent, or not even Devimon, because that's... I don't even yeah, remember that is any of this <laughs> okay. shit. Okay, so that is Devimon. The dude who has black wings, black horns. And, uh-huh. like, he sends them all away. I, I What I did with the that devil? is I... Yeah, right. Basically. Well, yeah. The devil? Devil, Devilmon. Essentially. Angemon and Angelwoman in the yeah. show, too. And Archangemon, which I think is hilarious. Archangemon! His, his ultimate that only gets shown one time in the entire series. Twice. I think no, it's, the, it's once in the first season. It's a couple times in the he second was, season. He was like the no, white power no, ranger no, that's of the Angemon series. Archangemon gets appeared twice ever in the series. Archangemon is his ultimate form, where he's got like right. the big shield on his face right. that's purple. So and it's the end the of season one. No, no. It's the, it's the Myotismon fight. Yeah, the end, end of the, season one. The actual, the end of actual, the entire season one. 
See, no, because end, end of actual season ones when they go back and they fight the uh, Piedmon, the goofy looking clown looking dude. That's the end of season one. Is oh. when they fight. Oh, I remember that clown motherfucker. Because the, season, season one, one is the is, entire. It's the, right. the seven kids, and then it becomes eight. That entire thing, and then yep. the second season is, um, is it, TK and Kari when they're grown up with guess the three what? people. There's a season you're think you're not thinking of then. There's a section of season one that you're missing out on. It's when they beat Minosmon, they head back to the digital yeah. world, they fight Piedmon. Yeah. Then they end. Season two starts with the new realm of kids. That's what, with I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Is Piedmon is the one, the second fight that he uses the ultimate form. Yes. And I said he also used it during the Minosmon fight, which is not the end of season one. Okay, then there's actually three instances in the entire series. No, two. Yes. With 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 him. Oh, well, you're thinking of season two. No. Digimon movie. <laughs> God damn it! I was saying during the course of the this series. Movie, yeah. by I said way. I also did say during the it course incredible. of the season. It is incredible. I love that movie, but please, Anthony, don't don't even give this to me. The reasoning behind all this is that Digimon is an awful game. Fucking amazing series, way better all than of Pokemon. Them. All of them. Yeah. I need to find where I can watch season three. Digimon Tamers. That one was awesome. I enjoyed that one. That's one where the kid draws his Pokemon. Yep, and then the, they yep. all have like the card things. So he yeah. used the Wii U gaming pad Basically. before the Wii U gaming no, pad? No, he just like draws it straight up. <laughs> right. and that, I don't even remember the name of that Digimon, but he's such a derp. I, yeah, absolutely. He's um, basically Yoshi. <laughs> only dumber. Only dumber. Basically. <laughs> and he always asks the dumbest question. He's a tard. He's a total tard, just like his tamer. But it I did love that It reminds me of uh, Foster Stone from Imaginary Friends. Remember uh, yeah. Cheese? Okay, yeah. I've actually Basically. never watched Foster Stone. I'll give you that. Oh, yep. my God. Mm. Um, oh my I think God. I think my favorite though was when they had the uh, the fusion uh, the fusion stuff when it was in season two and like um, oh where is it in season two it's the second half of season two when they start oh, approaching I kind of remember it yeah where like two tamers would team up and their Digimon would form to create a third uh, I love the the, yeah, warp the fusion stuff in two. Yeah, like two had cool. just like a really cool, intricate kind of thought process to the way those things happened. Um, two is actually probably. But regardless, yeah, with season one, what I kept doing is I would hit the the episodes where they learned each of their individual new forms. Like the champions, like the worst. Like once they get into like ultimates, it actually it's like super. This thing is that like basically I skipped ahead. I I watched the episode where they get separated, and then I watched the final episode again. Basically, like, just while they're on the island. Yeah, I, I skipped a lot of junk in the island section. Then when they go to the new continent, I start. I only watched the episodes where they actually get the cards, and then when they got the evolution. See, I think of two the, separate. So episodes. I think of the the first season into four parts. You have the island, the continent. Yep. When they return to Earth, human, and then and digital. then when they go back for the yeah. Dark Masters. Yeah. And that's really what it is. It's four parts. Season one, it's four separate seasons in America. So I think my favorite though overall is season three. That was in my personal season opinion like i don't remember best. season three just had a lot of like mystique and mysterious like overarching stories to it yeah well and then the fact that like they were actually gone for only like a, a day and a half or something like that in the real world across all of the first two parts of that season one yep like those were things that really stuck out in my mind as being crazy cool and then like the fact that Midas mon actually turns into the world destroyer at six o'clock six six minutes after six o'clock yeah, the whole, like, you know, each one is six seconds or whatever. Like, the whole thing was, like, the devil. And I was like, okay, like, this series is actually thinking kind of more than just, oh, he's bad. We have to stop him. He's just like, they evil got incarnate. Yeah, they went pretty in-depth with how evil monsters. he is. Digimon are the champions. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. What the fuck are you guys <laughs> talking about? I don't yeah, know, I know, I know anything. Right? You start going off the fire album. I, this, is, this is what we feel like. 
Now you understand. I don't, I don't go off that much. About I mean, fire when you when we when you do, <laughs> this but, is how we feel. But then, but then, but I I, I try and explain. <laughs> I know. I don't and understand. Try to loosely what are we, what this, are we like, trying to like? There's Digimon. They do things. You know what? I here's things. what I remember from Digimon. Yeah, yeah. I remember a cat that was really fucking annoying. Oh, what was I remember her name? there were two cool Gautama. kids Gautama that the shit. had an on again, off again relationship. The first and I remember ska music. That's all I needed to remember. That's Digimon for me. Godamon's a shit, by the way. Horrible dialogue writing, but amazing story. Oh, the voice writing. actors are awful. Well, and it's funny because, like, I, rem- I shared I, with the you music that- was great for the movie. Oh, amazing. ska music, fucking yeah. uh, mighty Absolutely. mighty boss tones, Absolutely. badass, and less than Jake. Oh yeah, absolutely. Great shit. Um, no, the I would say like most of the voice actors are pretty awful. Matt was okay. Uh, Matt's probably like my least favorite. Really, I, I Matt think and Ty. Then Ty is so bad. <laughs> the fact, okay, yeah, Ty I shared, always I annoyed that, me. I um, remember. I him. love Ty. He as was a that character. dude. I love the, go- the goggles and shit. Like every single series, oh every God. single iteration of the series, yeah, the main had, character has goggles. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a running joke for them. Let's put it that way. It's uh, for them. It's a running gag. Um, yeah. Uh, well, it's like I shared with you, like that. Did you know anime that the, that group started up? The spin off. I remember from, seeing. You shared that. I don't think the I Digimon it. one is hosted by the voice actor of Ty, and he actually like explains at the end. He's like, "I'm not doing voice acting, but if I was ever asked to come back for the voice of Ty, I will." Which makes me like, they're doing this thing over here that we're gonna talk about later. Oh my god! I hope he <laughs> is not involved to an extent. Part I mean, of me. Once he got older and like, because they use the same voice actor for yeah. season one and two for yeah absolutely. i remember it being okay and well the thing is is like as a voice actor you like you're told you're gonna play 11 year old you're gonna talk like this you're gonna talk way up here and it's gonna be hard and annoying and it's gonna get on you but then like until you're gonna play an older character you're just gonna use your voice as an adult and talk like a, so it does get less to get abrasive. into our uh weekly of fanboys and attack on titan like yeah, yeah bryce Pappenbrook, who does the um the english dubs of aaron it's funny. I've actually never. I've only heard one episode of Attack on Titan in English because I just I, I fell in love with the Japanese version so much. I love I, I mean, the Japanese. They chose me. amazing voice actors on both. It's unlike most series where most series you'll have one or the yeah, other. Yeah, I feel like good the English actors. ones are really good, but specifically in this case, both have done a really good job. Specifically, Bryce for Aaron. Did you ever watch Pokemon Origins? Oh my god, the Pokemon one. Origins, I finally got a chance to watch it. Is it is amazing. Holy shit, it was so great. Good. It's but, like um, the most perfect series. They should just do a series yes, off of that. Yeah. Yes, but regardless, that's the voice be. of Red is Eren, and it's it's perfect. Okay. Because if you think about it, like he's doing the voice of Red for young Eren, and then he's basically doing his adult voice for Do you know what they should do? They should do a gold and silver version of Origins and then have the red fight at the end just like one The only thing I had a problem with Origins was that it was a giant promotion for uh, X and Y's and Mega Yeah, because of Mega Evolutions, yeah. And... Which, that was a little weird. I just remember... The only thing they're going to use to push a gold and silver would be if they had a reason to promote a new mechanic well i guess i hope they have a reason to right so do i or just make it makes me hate the series even more god well that's the thing but like you and i were saying mega evolution mechanic. is digimon and i'm like digimon already did it but digimon does it so much better because that's their whole thing that is their entire thing sense and it's not really exactly like completely funny I mean, exactly yeah. thank you i'm saying okay let's look at like like the two most common like mega evolutions probably like right. mega lucario yep. and mega charizard okay yep um, War Greymon, and yep. then Metal Gururumon. Yeah, 
both of them 20 million times cooler way cooler well not even i would even piggyback onto that if you want to go the other route uh skull graymon oh skull graymon's a shit fucking monster and i love it i can't wait till that part yeah so like i like i was saying before those i skipped ahead to the episodes that they get their cards so in the case of like ty it was the courage card oh it's the um the crests the crests thank you yeah like so cards in the first one i know uh so the, the crests and I'm then just... they get their um the mega the so i would i would watch the episodes episode. where they actually get the crest because that was always like a profound episode for them like uh, escaping uh the monkey guy, the Elvis monkey impersonator. Oh, I don't, I know exactly. What you're yeah, talking about. yeah, I can't think of his name. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about, <laughs> don't worry about it. it. I think it, you it, need to watch Digimon. <laughs> they pulled. I really, wait, I really want like an uncensored version of Digimon to come to America because things like him or like um, there was an uh, episode in that first section of seasons where there was like a character with like, or no, he was in uh, he protected Myotismon's area, but he's just a giant ball head with sunglasses. And then, like, arms and, and leg. He basically looked like Pac-Man, but not yellow flesh t- tone. And in the episode, they give him sleeping potion that, in Japanese version, they wrote sake on the bottle, and he gets just wasted and passes out. That's one thing that I would have been like, that should have just been an American. Like, I would have rather him just drank alcohol. at like See, he's but, a- but that was also the time where, like, America was still, like, heavily, like, going through that, like, change of censorship like, phase. Yeah, you what know, I yeah. like that, like, in the States, whenever they see something that's a brightly colored cartoon from japan they immediately assume it's got to be for kids and it's like i'm pretty sure adults and still enjoy brightly colored cartoons to some extent well and that's that's what's gotten better yeah you know? i would oh, agree absolutely yeah well it's like i was i had a rant a few weeks back not necessarily on here but certainly just in general about how one piece is a series that came to america it's totally heavily butchered. butchered and censored um i never Funimation. got into one piece because actually probably more than likely because of the censorship like that's what my thing was is i watched i tried watching the four kids back when it first came on like when i was like 15 and it was awful they used court guns okay. ca- characters maybe that that's usually maybe that's the thing because out their mouth yeah because like i i can never get into the whole i didn't understand first off i didn't understand what the fuck was going on like what was the point I can of the whole thing you, and, and i can even and give you a, a much simpler synopsis without ruining or without doing what they did to it so essentially, okay, it's a world that's a giant ocean. A one pirate basically took so over the water entire world. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of that. There's definitely a lot of that going on. Um, there's no shortage it's of water great. though. Like we're in water world, it was like there's no fresh water, so we're all gonna oh, die yeah, from dehydration. Yeah. Like there's none of that. But it is just a world that is dominated by oceans. Okay. Um, and many islands across the oceans. Okay. Um, basically, one really legendary pirate, day he was executed, said like I've left all of my treasure in one piece. He was so legendary oh, that other pirates... One piece. Well, and what's, funny, that... what's funny is actually I've shared with... I don't <laughs> know if I shared it with you also, but there was another digital anime where they actually go through the history that it's referencing. There was actually a French pirate that did a similar thing on his execution stand. said, like, to all of you out there that want my stuff, it's out there, and you're going to have to find it. It's in... But for him, it was like, it's in 100 pieces. Like, and so they wow, referenced that one piece. And so, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who hides a treasure in a hundred places? <laughs> My treasure is hidden. It's just Everywhere. spread over thousands of sites. Good luck. Death. <laughs> and every and every site is just like one coin. Right? <laughs> it's like right. a penny. Right. But, um, collect them all. You get $10. Collect them all. But in essence, yeah. this grand pirate uh, inspires hundreds of people to become pirates. They okay. go the world over. Um, it, it it tackles you know corrupt governments. It tackles. It, it makes. It oh, makes, so it does have some mature things. It has a lot. Oh, tons of it. The first okay. episode actually. Luffy as a child. 
Luf- I say- oh, Luffy. I thought his name was Lufa. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Lufa. Um, but Luffy as a child is inspired by a bunch of these pirates that come to his town as a child and like have a good time and fun and actually cool. protect the village from... Like, oh, oh, so they're kind of like a Ronin kind of like A type? little bit. Like yeah. the, the idea of piracy is one of those things where some people think of it as pure outlaw. And in this series, some of them are like, no, we just go outside of the law. We, we oh, don't okay. care Renegades. about that. Like, we're still good people. We just don't agree with the government, so we're automatically pirates. Okay. Um, that, I mean, but in it, don't in agree act, with the government, but I'm a good person. We'll see. And so, like, there's that. There's again that kind of slip tune. Like, yeah, what, fuck what the is, Like, yeah, what is good? Morals at this at the end of the day is what most people justify it as, and the government doesn't necessarily have those in some instances. Yeah. So, um, I'd say ethics. Yeah, morals ethics. are more benign to you. Right. True. I would give you that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethics across the board and how morals pertain to that. But mm-hmm. regardless. Um, in an effort to show his toughness, he takes one of the knives from one of the pirates while they're all, like, having a good time. And he just cuts his cheek. And that's why he has, like, this iconic scar right here. They all freak out and go, like, what the fuck are you doing? But, you know, he cuts himself. And then later on when these mountain um, bandits show up to, like, uh, ra- ransack the town, the pirates actually protect them. The first mate, who's just standing there just eating some meat, just pulls out his gun and shoots the guy in the head. And in the manga, you see a blood spurt come up in the air as the guy drops to the ground. Oh, okay. In the anime that came to America... You see the court gun fly, hit him, and he's unconscious. Like, wow. The series was full of these kinds of things. There's a general in the series that's part of the government, but then he becomes, like, kicked out of the government, but he still sides with them. It's a weird situation with him. But he's iconically smoking two big cigars, and his power is smoke powers. In the anime in America, (laughs) what they did is they just removed his scars or his cigars and just had him start fuming smoke from his mouth. Like... (laughs) The censorship is so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> He's a smokestack. In uh, one of uh, Luffy's um, pirating squad mates um, is a guy who is a cook, but he's like iconically like trying to like. Oh, I remember suave. this guy. I remember this guy. Yeah, um, yeah. In the anime in America, he was always having a lollipop in his mouth. In the original version, yeah. he smokes a cigarette. His oh. thing is that he smokes a cigarette. Mm, yeah, and that was like heavily in the the time where everyone was running the uh, anti tobacco exactly. Like, ads, um, and smoking was just like really, really frowned upon. So, I mean, it still is. I was gonna say, like, that's changed. Like, no, the series yeah, as a but whole, it was like really like the start of it. Right, the series yeah, as a I whole kind of has this like uh, illustration patterns that remind me like a lot of like Popeye in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, so people automatically assume it's got to be for kids, but in Japan, it's very much like a seventeen, like seventeen, eighteen year old. Well, male in Japan de- too, like anime. And manga is also can be matured by content because right. that's how a lot of the generations now have consumed exactly. It. Yeah. And so that's where, like, and now we're getting to that point where oh we've had God, a finally. few, like one or two generations grow up with cartoons, right? And, and so, like, there's, there's and, obviously still moments yeah. of slapstick because it's going to have those moments of brevity. But the series as a whole, whenever it's in like knee deep in its story arcs, get pretty fucking mature, and it's so the way sure. that it uses its characters and situations. Yeah, same thing with sci-fi. Yeah, you know, back in the sixties, it was like kind of corny, and now it's gotten to the point where it's heavily mature. F- funny enough, actually, yep. is this yeah, yeah, a point where I could transition into my week? Yeah, 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 yeah that was that was that was actually my perfect, week was super perfect. slow for me. All right, that was perfect. So one of the things I did this week right. um, was I got the entire collected series of Battlestar Galactica. Very nice. Oh, nice. I am very, so very happy nice. that I did it because the I've been on a fix. Old with that. or the new, the or, newest one. Okay, yeah, not the corny weirdo say, one. I was gonna say, yeah, no, the one where it's like, oh yeah, this is really really hardcore intense, and I think. Honestly, Attack on Titan got a lot of its ideas from Battlestar Galactica because, Probably. like, 
Attack on Titan where it's like, this is it, you know, this is everything. That's how Battlestar Galactica was. It's like, this ship, right. this fleet, that's all of humanity. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever, by the way, side note. Heavily uh, outnumbered, yeah. Have you checked out um, Knights of Sidonia on Netflix? Netflix originally. I watched an episode of it, but I didn't get a lot of time. So I was like halfway through the episode and then I had to like do it's something. That. I couldn't I couldn't quite get into it yet because I couldn't have the it's, time. It's that whole like isolated, this is all of humanity on one ship kind of thing. Okay, that's But cool. it uses, it, it takes away a lot of the, the... What's the right word I would say? I guess, uh, I guess like all the ways that like we kind of excuse certain sci-fi things like, oh, they must just have something that takes care of that problem that they kind of just ignore real physics. Yeah. I remember you talking yeah, about that where yeah. like people, like if like the, the inertia direction. was too heavy, yep, like yep. you get so fucking smashed it'll into be, the bulkhead. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a <laughs> lot dead. of that going on. So, yeah. it, it, but it's, it's got all that, that kind of like isolationist last stand kind of mentality sure. that's really good um but yeah actually another thing about it, it's extremely um nuanced and pulls a lot from Battlestar Galactica like cool. in a lot of ways uh, the, the only thing being that instead of Cylons it's um this weird like space fungal kind of stuff it's a weird like the flood similar actually like yeah. very similar to the flood um okay. less but less grave mindy okay got you mindless yeah. it's, it's like, at least with season one it came comes off very mindless okay yeah i'll check that out but um but yeah i watched uh i watched Battlestar galactica and like i said like that's like the mature sci-fi and i love how that's oh, yeah. happening Absolutely. more and more um i remember it did get pretty convoluted with like is the, are they a cylon are they a oh, cylon are so, they a cylon? who knows anymore the thing is like it's like if you if you're able to binge watch it, it makes more sense. Absolutely. But as like <laughs> waiting like a week or sometimes two weeks, you yep. like you kind of forget the what actually is like going on. So you'd be the like, little what? nuances in the series. Yeah, I I honestly like at first I couldn't get into it, and then I would say I think it was a year and a half ago when it was on Netflix, I yep. finally got a chance to watch it all, Very nice. and I just binge binge watched the entire thing, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. I know, like, right? And then the fucking tactics yeah i've been i think that's why i got so addicted to wanting to get that series again because i was playing of course my weekly plug of sins of the solar empire i was listening to battlestar galactica music with that okay it's just like i gotta get it but um but actually this week i haven't played any sins i haven't played any sins at all okay i have been no i'm (laughs) i am okay okay? because (laughs) i have so many other games that i just realized i'm like oh god i gotta play a lot of games now. Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I've seen some I, footage. It's I, fucking amazing. I, I have mixed feelings on it. There are a few things that I don't like that kind of came out of like the Battle for Z game, which yeah. is utter shit. Yeah. I, I hate that game so much, but they fixed a lot of the big problems with it and they put in a lot of cool things and they made it fit in like so that you can have your nostalgia trip of Dragon Ball Z. And what is a Dragon Ball Z game? supposed to do it's supposed to give you that nostalgia trip and it does in spades and the character creation system is actually pretty like pretty good Mm -hmm. for a fighting game i'd say um you can get a lot of unique characters out of it especially then with the gear that you collect along the way yeah um and it's it's really blended a fighting game atmosphere with the free roam movement of like battle for z and rpg elements of leveling up and and grinding for for uh, moves and everything right, it's, right. it's definitely a unique dragon ball z game but not a bad one it's just there are things that could have been better and there have been tons of fucking server 
problems. Although this yeah, week it's gotten that much was better. Yeah, that going on. Yeah, this week it's, see, it's been I, pretty good. I, we didn't put this in news, but I, it doesn't necessarily need to be like crazy big news. Uh, that they announced that they're doing the uh, new Frieza movie in Japan. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so Frieza's getting resurrected for the third time. Oh my god! And he's gold. Or he can he, basically the concept being this that um, the remnants of him, his family's fleet, finds him like whatever remains of him after trunks cut him apart and through extreme regeneration brought him back again and this time around he kind of he puts into his head he's like well as someone who grew up being completely overly talented at fighting and being able to just do all these things i've never actually put my work into this what happened what will happen if i were to actually work at becoming a fighter and he achieves achieves essentially like a super status and can turn gold just like like the super saiyans and achieve that level above like um bills and apparently at least super saiyan 3 he can get above that so it's like it's an evolution on the thought and and process of the show but it's just it's so silly to me that it's like oh we're resurrecting him again because we fucked up on that second one yeah the second one was so funny it's just like he's there for like 20 minutes and then chunks appears and cuts him in half it's like, and then oh, cuts yep. him up into smaller pieces from that. It's like, although it made Trunks a badass, absolutely, yeah, like, yeah that was great. But <laughs> so, there's but that moment like, of just like all he was there for, yeah. It's like, okay, you gave him like these stupid little prosthetic yeah. parts of his body. You didn't even resurrect him, and this time around, the resurrecting like perfect, essentially a perfection again. Right. It's so weird. But yeah, like in this game, like all of the. I just wonder if they'll the, uh, wind up adding that to it. You know, I have I mean? a feeling they will because they already said that they're doing a lot of GT extra. I content saw some for, of that. In there. Yeah, yeah, like Battle of the Gods uh, DLC. That's Battle the of the Gods one. is the one that I'm excited when it hits. When I can buy it, I'm not sure I can buy it yet, but I'm always yeah. see that one because of bills. The are bills you are you gonna get up. that game? No. Well, maybe. <sighs> Please maybe. get it. PS4. <laughs> Please, guys, get it for PS4. I need more people okay. to play with because the game is funner. I could see how it would is be it... more fun with more people. Construct how it's set up because like, okay. I saw that it has elements from the fighting so series. but There it's are not... three core elements to the game yeah. and how it works. So there is story missions where it's kind of like a time travel, kind of like romp, you know. Through oh, what the show did. these two people are giving weirdo powers to the evil guys in the story and you have to stop them and okay. correct time um before things get fucked up so before everyone to go missions, back through the series exactly yeah <laughs> ex- excuse to relive your childhood which Got is it. fine by which, me yeah you know? fine right, right um, in a stupid story exactly cool. and all, all it is is like you see and this is the cool part of it like before every story element like mm-hmm. each of the series you know like the the Saiyan saga or the, yeah. the Raditz, you right, know, right, Vegeta right. saga, then the Frieza saga and then the Cell saga. Um, each one before you go into it yeah. shows a little cap of like, hey, if this person hadn't have done this, what would have happened? So say, for example, in the Raditz one, um, Gohan actually like doesn't actually headbutt Raditz mm-hmm. and Goku and Raditz knocks off Goku and he gets Goku gets fucked and Raditz is like ha and just blows up uh, uh fucking Piccolo, uh, Piccolo yeah Damn. and then in the Frieza one if Frieza wasn't a cocky little asshole and didn't wait each time to go up to one of his forms and just went to his final form right off the get go oh would have fucked you up see yeah. that was always a big part of the series I was like why don't you just go like 100%? exactly that's why like, and when I like always. started yeah. like the binge watching of that I was just like you know what I don't have time to spend six episodes just watching <laughs> well, <that's why> I, <laughs> just, just go like, we, were talk- yeah. we were joking around because 
something new for Attack on Titan that was announced. And I was referencing the way that it, uh, like Dragon Ball ver Dragon Ball Z versus Dragon Ball Kai, because Dragon Ball Kai cut out like eighty percent of the bullshit from the series, like the Snake Way side stories where he falls off Snake Way or goes to that yeah. Snake Queen. Like those were cut out completely. The, the, the unnecessary ones. Yeah. Um, no, basically, it's like literally, where like half of the season is like well, fucking fighting, but it, literally half of half of that is ah. Right, right. Well, in like. What it boiled down to between Z and Kai is like in Z, Frieza episodes happen at like episodes 68 <coughs> and 70, right around there. The Frieza episodes in Kai happen at like 32. That's how much faster the series is moving. Right. It cuts out over half of the series that's Thank just God. filler. And I like that about the Kai series, but the only thing that I don't like is the voice actors. Some of the iconic voices are like weirdly replaced by others, obviously because of time and because well, the you can't big get one, the big one was uh, Frieza for me. Yeah, Frieza was a big Frieza one. Um, Vegeta, they removed the first voice actor because the first voice actor was only during that arc on Earth. And then he was fired, and they brought in a new guy that was for the entire remainder of the series. Oh, so that's actually better. And so they retconned him to be the entire series. There you go. Oh, perfect. Which, yeah, I'm which cool I agree. The same thing yeah. happened with Raditz, because Raditz, the original voice actor, did only that first story arc. And then when they did that whole storyline where he, like you revisit Raditz and all them, and they're dead, they had a different voice actor. So they just kept that guy on to okay. cover both of those well, things. Well, and I was going to say, so, they used the Kai voices in Dragon Ball Z's to, universe. Yeah, yeah, which I think is what they want to keep. That, right. That it makes sense. Yeah, because that feeling. way everyone's looking at Kai as more of like the legitimate and thing. And it's which, the more definitive fine. edition, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they also cleaned up all the visuals. I remember when they started out. It looks Vegeta beautiful. Vegeta has brown hair it does look in great. the original Z series in the beginning. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. The original first really? story arc, he had brown the, hair. Yeah, the first series where he turns into an ape. Yeah, it was with him, brown. When he, with him weird. and um, the bald one. Nappa? Nappa, thank you. Yeah. yeah. When they first came Nappa's to Earth in the very original one. Dragon Ball Z series, he had brown hair. And then when they brought him back during the Frieza story arc, then he's black, black hair yeah, for some reason. Black hair. Like, it's weird. Stupid things like that. The fact that the original series, they in one translation in america they they colored all the blood black and in another one they had it slightly red like brownish color. and now it's all and now it's yeah. all streamlined to the same thing like it's things like that and stuff like that i mean that's definitely good they cleaned up everything they just yeah. made it all look very much like one series rather than like it went through four studios which it kind right. of did originally right. but yeah like so you have those story missions right right and the, those are cool right now it, i'm at the point right after cells so yep. I'm, I'm excited to see where how far we can go into the timeline i know it'll be through majin buu definitely but i'm wondering if they'll have anything after they'll like i mean if you're saying we'll that see. they're going to touch on the gt they're going to do the storyline after yeah buu, I, I have a feeling we'll get to broly to and then it'll stop and then it's dlc that could make sense yeah i think we'll get to broly and that'll that'll be it but also, here's the second thing is side quests. Now, the side quests are how essentially like like in any RPG, you have to do other things to level up your character right. so you can tackle the harder stuff. And in this game, you really have to fucking yeah. do it. The level spikes between each saga is extreme. Right. It's extreme. Like I went from the main one with Raditz and I was like I was feeling really confident. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting really good at this." And then I go into the Frieza one um, I think I was in it for a minute and I got entirely fucked up. We're talking like one yep. super move is like half or more of your health. And you're like, Jeez. what the fuck? Yeah, it's yep. like, it's impossible unless you do this. Uh, so this it's an action RPG. Missions. It's definitely an action RPG. Okay. And I just, I want everyone to know that you must 
do side missions to level up. Otherwise, you will hate the game. So it's a game for me and it. Cody. Here's like here's here's <laughs> yeah. the problem that I am <laughs> discovering more and more, and part of the reason why I feel overwhelmed with Inquisition. Yeah, I love games that have side quests. I'm not a big fan where the game puts you in the position where you have to do, to do those. Side I am the same in order way. to succeed. I am okay. the same way, and that's my I frustrations agree. with Xenoverse because it's a side quest. It should be something that's optional for those people who want more depth in the game. Not oh, if I don't do this, the main well, story and, is incredibly. And I'll, I'll admit difficult. this too, though: is there's a lot of games that um, do a ramping format with it, where it's like. Either you start out in the beginning and you do every side quest to a point, and then it, it de- declines where you do less side quests to continue the story. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite will happen where you'll start out doing no side quests, and near the end you have to do all of them, otherwise you won't succeed. So it's like I'd prefer this one where it's like to force you to get involved and know what you're doing, like almost as a tactic to introducing and getting you in the habit. Do them because you need them for the story, and then right. after you do that, you'll get in. Once you're into like the second or third story arc, you are then just only having to do the story arcs because from there it's much more of like a steady. Well, I think pace. the funny opposite of that to point out is how they handled Final Fantasy 13. Yeah, was yeah. how the first two discs of that game 100% linear, third disc, bam, here's a giant open world, have fun with a million side quests. Yeah, so it was you weird. Were, you were assholes, yeah. And well, and I was even thinking about this while playing Inquisition, I would love it if. They ha- they did more of the format where the story missions do an algorithm based sequence off of your current level, meaning it'll always you'll always be at level four story missions wherever you're at in the game, no matter when you're doing them, and that way then you can go and do as many side quests as you want, and then like I wouldn't have the accent like I had last night where I was do or not last night but the other day I think it was midday yesterday I was doing um the save the empress mission, Spoilers. and it's it's leveled at 12 to 15 and i was 18 oh my god it didn't make it ridiculous like oddly enough the fights weren't actually all that easy like they're a lot they of just them... weren't difficult exactly okay yeah um and so that was a moment where i was like this would have been nice if they had just done like i didn't check on this early enough and then when i finally was like looking i was like i overshot damn it i'm and... trying to think a game where i've, I've done that <clears throat> and then i really really regretted it just because i was incredibly overpowered yeah Luckily, that wasn't. The I've case. never had it happen with me. I just, for me, like, I, I just, I like feeling like a badass. So, um, I, but I, but I, I don't, don't like how when I, games, like you're saying, have side quests and you have to do them to feel like you're, you're, you know, you're doing well. Right. Yeah. I, I don't like that a lot. And Xenoverse is highly guilty of that, uh, because it's it it really is. I can't stress you how extreme right, it right. is crossing the line of what's side Stupid. quest and what's main story exactly yeah, yeah. if it's something yeah. that you feel like you have to do i feel like it's more main story than game or than side story yeah, yeah. and with dragon ball z2 like here's the thing the side quests in the end if i had people to play it with more and I'm, I'm gonna try and get it for my brother and if you guys got it too that'd be awesome <laughs> but i understand 50 might be too high of a price point for it depending on what you want to get out of the game mm-hmm. um but if you play with other people, the side quest would probably end up being the thing that you love because you can bring your friends into those side quests with you. Can those you are the ones. Bring your friends into the main stories? You cannot. That's... The story missions are by yourself. The side quests and like roaming around and shit, like that's you and friends. So you'll be set into this area, roughly, roughly open area. It's It'd be nice if they added in. Open. And you could just like fuck almost... around. 
almost like a new game plus or uh, something to that nature well, that is with friends. And the here's story. the thing. The side quests end up being much bigger and they can go on to like five star plus or something like that. We're talking characters can get to level 100. Yeah. I'm almost done, I think, with the story and I'm just hitting 30. Oh, wow. So there's a lot more to it. And that's when I go into the third part, which are the world tournament modes and everything, which kind of function as like the straight up, you know, 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, um, you versus other people. And you can do that with friends again and be on a team. Like those are kind of like cool little fun side things that you can do. And I'm sure now that the servers have been improved, that'll be much better. Right. Um, also with the side quests too, you can go into those and sometimes you'll randomly find characters created by other people that are just like standing around. Like you have this thing, your scanner, which is like the D pad left yeah. or something. Yeah. Does it and tell you the people's power levels? Are they all it, over? It, it looks it all looks like the Dragon Ball Z series, which means the little symbols you can't understand. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like square circle yeah, triangle yeah. on the side, and you're like, okay, whatever. Oh, that clearly means it's like two hundred. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so DLC pack one, which is released this month, will contain GT Go to GT Trunks and GT Pan, also four time uh, okay, patrol so quests, bro, twelve yeah. parallel quests, fifteen special attacks, and five costumes. Fifteen special attacks? Oh my excellent, gosh. Excellent, excellent. Oh my uh, DLC Pack 2, which has no release date as of yet, will contain more custom options, time patrol quests, and super attacks. DLC Pack 3, awesome. which is also to be announced, awesome. will contain Jekko the uh, Galactic Patrolman and Master Roshi costume set. Cool. And I got to be honest, like, here's the thing that's really awesome about the game the super moves are fucking fun to do. Like, you can chain them together. It's it's a weird blend of, like, Tenkaichi Budokai mm-hmm. plus the Z kind of, like, free-roaming. Mm-hmm. So it's not the best of any of those, but it's the coolest combination of all three. So if you're a Budokai fan, you'll enjoy something about the game. If you're a Tenkaichi fan, you'll enjoy something about the game. If for some reason you were a Battle of Z fan, <laughs> you'll enjoy something about the game. It's it's really fun. That's the thing that I can stress to you the most. Yeah, being somebody 3D who grew battles up on similar Dragon to Z. Budokai and Raging Blast. Yeah, Raging. Um, there was a lot of heavy Raging. It was originally things. known as the Dragon Ball New Project. That's all it was known as for a long time. <laughs> it Until, also like, borrows December, many. Yeah. The story borrows a lot of elements from Dragon Ball Online, which was a Jap. I think that was a Japanese release. Right. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and that's the thing too. The hub world is is pretty big. It's it's kind of cool that you can like roam around there and just randomly find people talking and chatting like and everything, which is kind of cool. cool. Yep. So that was a uh, um, online only your Asia mm. game. Yeah, mm. and the one other cool thing that I can't I can't stress enough. Right, too. right. So how you lock super moves is a combination of some occasional things from the story mode, a lot of stuff from the the side quests, and then you get these missions where you can actually train under one of the main characters. For example, right now, I found Vegeta in, like, I think I was on this the second story arc, and I'm under him, and he's taught me a few super moves. So now I have a guy that, like, knows Gallic Gun, and I'm waiting till I can learn Final Fucking Flash and be a total badass. Blind everyone and then hit them with a superpower that's something else. Okay. I just, I want to do, like, yeah, I will. Final... <sighs> no, no, that's Solar Flare. 
yeah. That's solar that's flare. Awesome, but yeah. and you can learn that move too and be a really jackass. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. want to be, you wanna be a jackass. Blind You'll learn everybody. solar flare at the beginning and run around blind people and just hit them five million times. Blind them again. Hit them five million times. <laughs> that would happen. And then to me. blind them one I'm more time. Sure finish them with a super. If I bought move. that game and that happened to me, I would just turn it off. And just throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Your Fuck. character just, bloop, turns around, just vanishes on the guy. Smith's the it's, it's the greatest way to win against the computer AI. But it, if oh, you do that no, versus man. other people, you are officially the bane it's of like everyone's existence. Like in injustice, like how everyone's like, "Oh, Deathstroke is just the cheapest character," and I go in and just shoot have so in. much on Deathstroke. And literally, I've had so many times where I'll like be in King of the Hill and I'll be Deathstroke, oh, and the person will just leave no, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, "Nope." Yeah, well, that's because Deathstroke is so cheap. Yeah. So is so is Green Arrow to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. They both were the surprise cheapest characters See, in the game. But here's the good thing though. You have to learn how to aim your supers. If yeah. you can aim oh, your supers, I'm you done. can learn how to be cheap, but you have to learn how to aim, which is good in a way because net removes the like using Gallic gun 5 million times and just blowing them away from far distance. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to get up close and then fire it at the right time. Right. Which does grow some strategy in how you approach combat, cool. which is good. Um, the only thing that I don't like is that I I still want a Dragon Ball Z game that's back to the Budokai feel. Because I think Budokai has been the best Dragon Ball series of fighting games. Because it was the more traditional fighter. Um, and I kind of miss that in the Dragon Ball Z game. But this is a great game in general for your nostalgia. So please get Dragon Ball Z universe and just have fun. Um, and then buy the DLC pack because then it'll support the game and, and we'll have more good Dragon Ball Z games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then I played Titanfall. Nice. There you go. Yeah, because that DLC or whatever is out for free. Yeah. So I don't think we included that in the news. So we'll just say it it now. It is. I saw it. Is it? Yeah, it's down below. The other part of Titanfall shit. Um, But Titanfall, all the DLC is for free. I feel like Titanfall is a really weird thing because, like, I just remember seeing everything about it and everyone's like, oh, my God, it's going to be going to be microsoft new halo it's going to be the best thing and then it came out and then it just like died well everyone so fast everyone expected it to be the cod killer and it was definitely not the cod killer but now that the dlc is for free it's been a year and they've had a lot of improvements on what people were saying is the game i came into it and i'm like this is really fun it's it's well, cool everyone, combination no, like, everyone like said like even when they got a hold of it that it's like really fun and it's a great game and you should play it and then it just like died it died yeah so quickly yeah, I'm hoping with the DLC being free that more people like me get the game, you know, for the 15 or 20 bucks that you'll find it for now and then run into it, get all the DLC and then just have some fun. I remember like it was just too wait long for the ago. PS4 version of the second one. Yep. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers for new section. But that was announced like immediately after that one came out on the Xbox One and, P- and Xbox They're, 360. They already said it, yeah. Like, two months later, they said, we are breaching our contract with Microsoft because PS4 sales would improve so much that... It wasn't even a breach, though. It was. It, no, they, they said... Contracted they contracted to three they games s- with Microsoft. They contracted themselves to three games with Microsoft. But what they even, did is they broke the contract for game two and three. So they paid out the, the break, breach of contract there. EA uh, optimized themselves. I mean, they even say. said from the beginning, though, that they were thinking about going on right. other consoles. They, they were so saying they, that, but the thing was is they knew that if they did, they would have to break the contract and that okay. they had to get enough money from the win in that to justify paying Microsoft the few million that Microsoft paid them to make the three games. And I, I think it's definitely going to be something that's better if it was released for more systems. Agreed. So, anyway. Um, yeah, no, Ooh, so... Dragon Ball I've... Z, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Let's see. I've been doing so with Dragon Age. All I've been doing all week. The only thing I've been doing is cleaning up missions because at the war table you can send out your three advisors to do to take care of problems. They return with either materials. A lot of my actual masterwork schematics have come from that war table. Oh wow! Um, I've done, done a lot of that. Uh, got a lot of my you know Inquisition points up and all that stuff. Um, friggin' cleaned up. The Exalted Plains, almost complete. Yeah, completely now. I did that yesterday. I finished cleaning up that one all the way. Uh, just about finished Empress Duleon earlier today. You I want to get to that area so bad. It's the been, it's the coolest one so far. Because like me. I've come over both weeks now, and you've been on it, and I just love the snowy look of it. Yeah, well, and I also like what I was telling you last week was um, the way that one is constructed. It's literally just one path, and you'll hit everything in that area, everything along the way. And then you get to the final area, you you get to a bridge that's broken. You'll go back to the war table. You'll commission them to create the bridge. You'll come back. The bridge is completed. You go across, and then there's three coliseums, and in each coliseum is a dragon. One's at 19, one's at 21, and one's at 23. So, like, I encountered that today as I was just checking. I was like, I'm pretty sure there's only two dragons in Empress. Go to the third one. I was like, there's three dragons in Empress. Oh, oh fuck. Nope. <laughs> Walked away. Killed one of them. And then was like, the other two are still too high of level for me to even touch. Um, I've now killed four dragons in the game um, out of the ten. Were they all really fun fights? Or were they like the first really one was really cool because you have to do a whole like collection series with uh, in exalt or in um, fuck uh, what is that one called? Western approach. Yeah, thank you. Western approach. You have to My do a least whole favorite area in the game so far. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy the uh, the, the 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 approach in general, but I did enjoy that quest specifically because you have to go, you find a guy that's like, I'm an expert on draconology. Oh, I found him. Yeah, and then he'll be like, you need to find these things for me yep. if you want to do this thing. So, oh, so I am doing that. Yeah, you dragon soon. You find um, a bunch of like carcasses from animals that's killed. Yep. You find a bunch more stuff like that, and then you'll go back to him, and they'll be like, okay, you just got to clean up this area, set up the trap, like clean out the traps that these. Uh, what was it? I think it was the evil wardens at the time. Either them or the Templars or Raiders. It was one of those three. But clean out their traps, put the new bait in those traps. Dragon will come flying in, wreck part of the, the area, crush a couple of the pillars while he's and basically announcing his presence. And then you just start the fight and you just start going to town on him. That was my favorite one. The technical first one that you should do is the one in the hinterlands at the very northern part on the west or I eastern found. side i uh, we i found him way early too but he's we have this joke with me and xander like going through this on party chat and everything oh yeah where zane will tell me to do something or just like and i don't i like i listen but i don't do it like it's like go south okay i'm gonna go north yeah he Run goes the wrong way like it was like you need to be going south and then he just starts walking north and i'm like I told you south. I don't know what. And I was how like, cool and clear I'll just be like, yep, you did. Maybe I should listen to you more. But um, yeah, with that one, it was pretty cool because that's the first, that's the most active dragon in the game. Um, that that one that's in the hinterlands. He's a level twelve, I think. Twelve or fourteen. I can go to him. Fourteen, somewhere yeah. right in there. 12, Almost twelve. Twelve, right thirteen, now. or fourteen. I think it's twelve. Um, and it's the Ferelden Frostback, which I think is probably one of the funniest names. And I mean, it actually sounds like a real like it reminds me of Harry Potter, honestly. Um, but you go there and you'll kill like its babies in one area and then you Aww. head really far north. Dragon yeah. Babies. Dragonlings yield some really great scales that Aww. are great crafting materials. So Rip that's totally dragonlings. worth it. But I haven't actually even touched the crafting part of the game yet. It's massive. One. Yeah. So I, I don't didn't understand really, how it works yet. Yeah. That's close. the thing is like, I barely dabbled with it when I was between levels one and 10. 
and then I started touching it more around like eleven and twelve, and now like once you get I showed past you the, um, the prologue of the game, it gets a lot. It makes a lot more sense. Once yeah, once you're actually in Skyhold, um, the crafting is uh, amazing. Am I still in the prologue? Yes, technically. Yes, you'll what know the when you you'll know when you're out of the prologue. Let me put it this way: you'll go through this insanely epic series of events that make you love your character more because of the trials and tribulations you've watched him go through. And then, like, you'll have an entire montage that reminds you of Lord of the Rings. And then you'll finally be, like, actually in the game. No. What actually is, it's the most anticlimactic moment oh, ever. God. The walking in the snow. so brilliantly. The walking in the snow pissed me off. That's just, no, that part's really dumb. No, like, the mission where, oh, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. game just explodes. And where it's, like, like, close the breach. And you're like, okay, I'll go close it. And then you'll have, like, it. two seconds. Like, he'll just it's close it up. Scene. And you're like... What? Then you That's go back, it. and then like an entire army is descending upon you. You're like, oh, <laughs> holy shit! The level is actually happening. And like, yeah, there's a moment where you're just like, I just, I'm damn it, I'm pulled have to in play now. More Dragon Age now. This okay, like literally, like Kotaku posted about this, and we joked about it, but literally, get out of the hinterlands. Yeah. Like, you go back. You can go back and clean up some stuff later. Or Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, like I've cleaned it up finally. Like I told you, the whole I, I have collections. Like there's so many quests. In I don't even. It's but ridiculous. I just. Well, I don't even know how to. This is gonna be the dumbest okay, thing I've ever so, seen. Okay. How do you get out of the fucking hit? Okay, okay. Hit so <laughs> options. Hit quest map. Yeah. Hit triangle, and you'll go back to the world map. Then you'll be able oh. to go back to the haven. Go back to your war table. Yeah. And once you're at the war table, kind of set yourself up. Do the story mission that's with either mages or templars. Choose which side you want to support. Go do those. Then you'll be able to access that that final prologue mission where you actually get into a war, like a true war, with evil. Uh, if you remember from Dragon Age Two, Corypheus, you're he's talking the big to the guy bad. that this is my first. Dragon okay, okay. There's a there. Okay, spoilers, Zane. God, <laughs> Corypheus was in Dragon Age Two. I can say that he comes back in Dragon Age Three as the big bad. That's spoilers. So, so was he the? It's also the, been out since November. At was, this point, if people don't know that, whatever. What was he the evil voice in the beginning of the mm. game when you're like, when you're you first close? I'll rifts? be completely honest. I don't even remember the first portion of the game. Like I don't remember anything throughout <laughs> so all of the Haven. So that's how bad it is right now. That's why I'm so like, eh. no, like yeah, once no. you get past the prologue, it's the game gets. The so game finally better. gets like to be the game, like okay. for real. Because my cousin and I, like we were we were doing the share play thing when I wasn't, you know, because yeah. we, we now have lived in the same house. By the way, that's why I wasn't here last week. Yep, moving wasn't it? I I didn't catch up. Yeah, we acknowledged week, but, it. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, I was yep. in the move, and it was just like fucking crazy right but now that i'm a little settled i'm starting to learn that i have some time to do things and my cousin and i before we were doing share play over the internet to play dragon age right now i've started my own character while he has his kunari yeah and we both were like this is just like kind of like man well that, that was the thing so is like you mad. remember like two or three weeks ago when you guys came over and i was playing and i was just not paying attention i was just jumping through events essentially like i was skipping conversations like i was just trying to speed it's through funny, some stuff like, that that sequence you did when we were here, when yeah. that first week we were talking yeah. about Dragon Age, when you go to Val Royale for the first time, yeah, that's you, when I was like, I'm so much more invested in this game now. Yeah, and like I barely caught, like I, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, this guy's a dick, this guy's a dick, anyways, okay, okay I'm done talking to him. And then I talked to the, the elf woman, the mage woman, and I was like, okay, like something's happening that looks feels like it's more invested. Then I went and did the mage supporting yep. mission, and then I was completely sucked oh, in yeah. to the story then. See, because here's my thing, like I, for me, Bioware was KOTOR, Yep, yep. And um, Mass Effect. 
And Mass Effect is the kind of game that I literally have replayed seven or eight times, maybe even ten times now. I actually and gave I still... a justification last week, too, for this. So once you're finished, your, yeah, your thought. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I still listen to almost every single piece of dialogue in that game. So I, That's how much I this love is, the fucking story. This is my pretty good theory on this, is basically that with Mass Effect, you start out your series with one, usually. First, a lot of people, it was two with the prologue section of, of one, kind of so you knew what happened in one. You get invested because it's one individual character who's carried across three titles. Well, and the characters are just With so Dragon weird. Age, you have three separate characters mm-hmm. going on their own adventures in one unified world. So instead, you're actually having to relearn a new character. Who is your main character in each game? Because you have to, you do, you're not carrying over a personality or or thoughts or beliefs from one game to another. You're, you're just carrying over the decisions that person made. Yeah, you're carrying over that Which person's don't decisions even matter that, that affect the world that you are now living in. Not well, a it, ton even. I'm finding more stuff now that okay. like thing like moments where like you're talking about Liliana and she's talking about the the warden and you're like, and she's referencing a warden that I never played because that first game that I did I didn't bring over my saves over for it so it did the default and so like it's a female I'm like my warden was. That's right. Fuck. Like, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm really kind of feeling it now. I'm like, God damn it. I really wish. So that's why like, I'm purposely doing a run through that's not going to pertain to the insane mode to clean up single player stuff. And also just so that I can have my actual save apply and so I can experience it slightly more involving with the t- first two games I played. But it really like kicks the door open. Essentially what I can say is like, you remember how in KOTOR the prologue was just the ship and then also a little bit of a... Uh, the planet i'm trying to think was that uh cor- no that was um the first planet i can't think where they crash land i'm blanking in kotor 2 kotor 1 i can't remember see i'll be but honest the city, that's why i'm replaying the city it, mission I- when you first land when your your uh escape pod lands in the city and then you and uh um, oh Karth yeah run yeah away. yeah um son of a bitch it's not course it. it's not coruscant but yeah, it's a I, similar I'm having a problem too. Okay. I know exactly what yeah, you're yeah. talking okay. about. So you remember how, you remember how uh, the ship and then that city was basically your prologue. And then once you leave there, you go to Dantooine and actually start the real game mm-hmm. as being a Jedi. Essentially all the way up until when Haven spoilers, huge spoilers, Haven gets attacked and burned to the ground. When that happens of Dragon Age, of Dragon yeah. Age until then is all prologue. And it's kind of like really pointless filler. It feels like for a while. And Apart then it, from like, all the the big thing that you can do during that section, Terrace. Thank you, Terrace. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. <laughs> the fact checker at work. Um, the only other thing that you can do. So like, Thank you, the, 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 thing. the I guess I'll say the three big points you need to hit before you do that big final mission is so go to Val Royale. You'll be introduced to both Templars and Mages. Choose which mission you're going to do for them. And then collect all your side characters because you can access all that from the war map. Is you can go to the Storm Coast, you can get Iron Bull, you can go to. I think the only one that's. You can get Sarah. None of them are difficult to miss. Exactly. That's the thing though is like you can go and get them all, all of them before you even go on to that Haven Do you mission. Know how you get Dorian if you support the Templars? You don't get him. Really? Yeah. That's silly. Yeah, so you won't get Dorian if you support Templars. That's just a side so note. So are some, I, I take it then, some characters are based on your support for one side or the other? Uh, just Dorian. The only uh, Sarah, you can leave behind completely and tell her no to join you. It's probably just a better idea. She's a piece of shit. Really? She Who's gets Sarah? cooler. She gets way cooler. She's once you really get, obnoxious. Yes, absolutely. She's extremely obnoxious. She's the she only has a person... very strong Cockney accent. 
like that slangy English. She's just the only person I'm just a massive dick to all the time in my dialogue because I just. I've been uh, back and forth. So, like, there's events that happen and she makes a decision and then I'll be a dick to her because of that decision. But then, like, I'll do a bunch of stuff and she'll approve of it. And then, so, like, I've, I've been able to keep her approval of me pretty high. But then in my personal interactions with her, I'm very 50-50. She actually, her pers- one of her personal missions, because she has two in a way, mm-hmm. one that marries into the next is that you run around uh, Skyhold pulling pranks with her. Just pulling pranks with her. And, like, you can either condone her actions or completely condemn them. And so, like, I completely, I was like, Oh, wait, you mean put a little matchbook underneath uh, Colin's table to make be really annoying for him that he can't get his table level? Like, absolutely do that. Like, so, like, there's a bunch of, like, you can put a bucket of water above, uh, jo- uh, what's her name? Uh, Josephine. Josephine's door. So that, like, and then it has the interaction where, like, you'll hear, psh, psh, damn it! And you'll be like, run! <laughs> like, there's a bunch of those moments where I was like, okay, I like Sarah a lot. Solus was really annoying when I first introduced him, but then later on, because of a bunch of in-depth conversations, the fact that he pulls you aside personally twice, two, two or three big times where he's like actually helps you. He's the one that finds Skyhold for you. Yep. Like, make you go, I, wish, I actually really like you. You're actually a really cool guy. I want to mess with Cole because I feel like he's a really interesting character. Yes. Um, when you talk to him, you'll have a bunch of interactions where you actually see what... I don't even know where he is in Skyhold. Um, Tavern, very top four. Okay. Very, very top four, like Attic. Okay. Um yeah, his personal mission is really cool. You can either make him go one way or the other on that one, which is really interesting. Um, Varric, you get to find out why he names his crossbow Bianca. Is it because of a guy named Steve? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like... Steve! <laughs> essentially, the prologue is all Act 1 in my mind, and then Act 2 is this section between when you get Skyhold and when you save the Empress. And... And also the Grey Wardens. So those two events, the two big events that happen. Man, I don't. Well, I shouldn't even say save. You don't even know what the Grey Wardens are, dude. I like. He did research. I like felt like I was studying for a test before I started playing Dragon Age. But he knows. He knew what everything was. That was the funny part. Is I'd reference stuff, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know that." Like, and I'm like, "You know that better than I do." And I've played the games. (laughs) You know what? See. I haven't done that with Inquisition, but that's what I did for The Witcher 2. I had to understand the higher like things going Which on I in the game. Like and after even, I did that research, it was If better. you could even just link him the summary stuff that you yeah, read. Yeah, there's like two main things, but I really don't even feel like you need to read no, it. No, like, you just need to understand. explanatory I just of, need to get out of the hidden. Yes, that's, that's okay. the main That's number one. Um, right. Always check the requisitions, but a lot of the ones are really dumb. For instance... Um, Stuff like geological surveys, don't even bother with them because the moment you finish them, they'll just tell you you have it again, and you're like, I just turned this in like five minutes ago. That's why I did that. Okay. Um, I'm I'm in the hinterlands. Well, every every single single map location that you can go to has some mineral-based shit, has some herb-based shit for resource, like... Gather these resources so we can do a test and find out what like the the survey is for this area, like that kind of shit. Okay, um, do it again. I just ignore so it's it. Mass Effect too. I just again. ignore those ones. Yeah. Um. There's a couple other really cool like ones like upgrade your uh tower, and so like you can make. For instance, I made my tower a mage tower, so that like in my castle there's a tower that is now dedicated to mage research. Um, in my tower I, I could choose between a fighting circle and um a hospital and I chose a hospital. <laughs> we had the funniest debate about this. Oh my too. god, we did, yeah. I was <laughs> like, it makes sense to just heal everybody and you're no, like, but no, I was train like, no, them. Train them I'm so like, they don't need healing. Ostensibly it doesn't matter. I'm just tired of seeing dead people laying in my courtyard. So that's why you make them badasses and then they never die. 
They would have still been laying there, though. That's Hospitals the are forbidden. Like, that's the thing, though, is that, like, it basically moved this obnoxious girl who kept kneeling it next to, like, all these laying down people, like, in the center of that courtyard. To an obnoxious girl in the to room. To a corner in the room, like, oh, separate so from everything. Better. So they're out of the way, and I don't even see them. So. I mean, we'll just put all the dead people on a pile. And yeah, yeah. Of those and then room. burn them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's make it a coliseum. So another funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing. Another big thing that happens is once you get oh, this God. big castle, you get named the actual Inquisitor. Spoilers. That's not even a big spoiler. That's stupid. You assume. Like, I assume that would have happened, like, way earlier than it did, by the way. I mean, I thought- I was waiting for them to be like, you're the Inquisitor because you're the guy that's leading us around everywhere. And finally they go, that's a... Finally. That's my problem right now. I'm like, why is nobody treating me with goddamn respect? Once, once you... Seal the breach and do respect. that whole stupid mission that was anticlimactic, and then the most insanely climactic thing of that storyline. I was actually like, I was so mad. Oh yeah, happened. no, I, I was, was pissed like, too. This I didn't is text brilliant. you. Brilliant. And then actually. immediately it flips it and puts you in like this heavy, intense scenario, and then like you go through this trial right, and tribulation. I'll, I'll play, of, I will play Dragon Age tonight. Dude, and then, and then they, out of the hit, first thing you're doing, Triangle Haven. Well, Never map go back. Never options go back to the hinterlands. Map Triangle Haven. And then Val the, Royale, Iron Coast, back to Storm, the Hinterlands. Storm, so you, Coast. Or, Storm, Storm Coast. Storm Coast. Back to the Hinterlands so you can get OP Tank Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to get one of the, the Blackwall, who's a Grey Warden. Oh, he's this in, is the guy you were talking about before we uh, we started this. I've OP. specced him yeah. out to where he doesn't lose any health yeah. ever because of his armor and yeah, defense is so high. Blackwall is he like also deep. takes hits for other members in my party. He's the best tank ever. He is the, ab- he's the perfect tank. He actually has a perk that I have had for him called, what was it, Walking Fortress. Yeah. In another words, <laughs> tank. Tank. <laughs> he is he is the most OP tank. He also has a perk now that like lets him so that it's like enemies are not allowed to walk past him. And I've extended that out three meters on each side oh. of him. So now he's like, he he's a personal wall. I'm like. He's so ridiculous. He's See, so overpowered. I'm going to, I can't believe I'm going to do this again. In Fire Emblem. Uh, <laughs> no, no, go, go right on ahead. Yeah, go right on ahead. <laughs> See, the thing with Fire Emblem is, like, you have to have characters do certain things in order to create your fortress wall, you know? Yeah, yeah, Kind yeah. of idea. Absolutely. That's cool that now we have one guy that's like... So, the way nope, that we both play... I'm too big! <laughs> ...is we both choose a ranged rogue for one of our side characters because they become really great support. Um, they're yeah. great at, like, for instance, my Varric has two perks that make um, critical hit chances more often and more potent. Yep. And then they fuel his um, power meter or whatever the, fo- the not the focus one, but the uh, the mag- essentially the equivalent of magic stamina. That's the word. That's right. Stamina, Is that stamina meter. for rogues. Stamina for rogues and uh, warriors. warriors. Yep. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so because of the critical hits that he's increasing for everyone, his powers are begin able to be activated more often. Wow. Um. And then I have a tank warrior and a pure damage output warrior in Iron Bull. Iron Bull is a two-hand wielder who, as he takes damage, his damage output increases exponentially. Yeah. And then it's he's covered really by the annoying, tank. It's annoying, though, too, because Iron Bull does a lot. Until you get uh, deep into his Ravager tree. Yeah. Um, he's able to feed off of enemies, let his health or, uh, plummet, hit a few times, and then he'll steal health from the enemies. Reaver, and not Ravager. It is. You're right, right. Reaver, Reaver yeah. Um, and so now Iron Bull never dies for me. Like now that he's up high enough and now that he has a masterwork armor that provides like a 300 plus defense for him, he doesn't go down anymore at all. I was reading. It's really good to get a masterwork (laughs) guard for him. I have one of those, um, on like his arms or something, I think. But, uh, again, you have to, you have to 
craft a lot once you get up there, once you get into the main game. Um, once you get uh, Dagna, who is a uh, – what do you want to call her? Dwarf? Yeah, what, Arcanist? Oh, I think that's the word. Yeah, it's Arcanist. Arcanist. So she understands how like to an infuse... herbalist with magic? Basically. So, like, sort dwarves, of. dwarves can't use magic, but she studies magic, like, So profoundly. that she can infuse your armor with magical capabilities. In other words, runes and stuff like that. So that, that say, oh. your staff and stuff Basically, is now Basically, she's, like, a studier purpose. of, like, the physical magic arts. Yeah. Oh, and so once she shows up... Cool. Once I she like shows up... Like that. I was going to say... Is this being right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's great! But, um... <laughs> Once she shows up to the the skyhold, you're able to then infuse your armors and, cool. and weapons with certain abilities. You're able to craft a bunch of really crazy armor. The reason so, why I just hunt down a bunch of dragons is because dragons produce or their their scales produce armor that exceeds expectations by like exponents of numbers. Okay. it's insane. See, that's one of the things I like about the Witcher uh, series is yeah. that you can make your your weapons in general. Like you can make them OP. But you can even upgrade them further with things like oils or or runes yeah, that increase damage for like different types. Same thing with armor. Like so, you can the way this works shit, you know? is all that material gathering it's you've cool. been going through in the hinterlands. I'm sure with grabbing every freaking oh elf. Oh I have so much iron and um, you're gonna ores, pretty much burn like through it stupid. in like ten minutes once you're past all that. You're gonna be like, like I'm at the point now. I'm like, do I have to go back to places I've been to to find so there I do is have a bit to go back. like grinding with materials a little bit there's a ways around it like there's certainly like you can send your um advisors out on like 15 minute resource runs essentially from the war table and then like every 15 minutes you get six of such and such material okay but and then you also have like a garden that you could like my, i've upgraded my tower and or my uh skyhold have a garden so i can plant um some of the, the plants there and i can gather up Planting to six plants. I know. <laughs> Up to six uh, different plants gardener. for the games uh, so that I can grab them whenever I want. Um, things of that nature are really great. Okay. And then there's ways, ways around it, but it's not the most finessely perfect system. You still, to an extent, just running around an area you need to be at ten times better than any of that because you can just run around and like scan, 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 and just pick up every single material you find. Um, but what's great is like the way that the crafting system works for both of you is basically you cre you can create a... An armor piece, say, for instance, like a main, just like, okay, this is what they're going to wear. And it uses four materials, and then once you have her there, you can use a masterwork, and a masterwork item is like a bear, a great bear clause, which will increase like a 20% chance of masterwork, which is a 10% boost to all stats by when you equip that armor. But then, on, in addition, you can add, you can then craft with using two uh, kinds of materials, arms and legs for that set, and then you just equip them to that armor set, and then you equip the armor set to the person. And then they'll have, like, a ridiculous armor stat roll. Cool. Um, same thing with uh, weapons. Um, usually they have, like, a grip, um, a something. Um, that something is different per weapon because with a staff, it's a blade at the end with... Um, it. it a, can I, Is it similar to, like, KOTOR 2 where you have, like, blades, A little bit. A little, a lot staffs. of that stuff. But okay. you can personally craft every single of those individual pieces that go onto a... A bigger thing, like so it's a, a little bit more flexible. A little bit, and you yeah. can that, with that within that, then you get to choose like what materials you need for this thing. Like if you're going to use a dragon scale because it does, you know, twenty five percent fire resistance or something like. Yeah, you could choose, pick and choose very specifically. And then there's runes. You create runes, and they'll add a crazy effect, like plus twenty five damage versus demons. Okay. In addition, or fire, so, or versus dragons. Um, like I so, there's fire. a lot of really great <laughs> ways to craft. It's just it took me a while. Like when we're done with this, I'll have to show you how cool my characters look now like the my primary sets are just so awesome looking now 
but I probably will like Goofy in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I like in what way? Kind of liked him. I well, first I of liked all, I me and you play differently in the sense where I have there's the option you can click where you don't display helmets. Oh, I always get rid of helmets. Fuck helmets. Sorry for me. There's my personal character. Well, and then again, you that. still haven't found the really cool ones. It's partially true, but even still, like the hood. I liked the hood because it gets rid of any appearance of your character's stupid head because Bioware doesn't know how to do hair on it or my or hair isn't heads. bad. My hair isn't bad on my guy. Yeah, that's true. It's actually very similar to my yeah. own hairstyle. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, but in general, though, like the heads never quite morph the right way. And then once I, it's actually in game, it I looks different than the creation system. How in women characters and Mass Effect, so guilty of this. Yep. They can never do long hair. That's my problem with males too, because like everything remains at like Probably an inch long. Partially just trying to think the best way to do it just model limitations in a sense where you have right sure work. well but and still there's like, an there's extent like... to there where you're like i don't care if you put it in a ponytail just fucking give them long hair like let me have but then again they don't want to it seems like they don't want to animate anything below the neck yeah it feels very much like it's a limited box that they're working around and yeah it's like working... they have a square and exactly. you can't go out of those the proportions yeah, yeah. And i think that's mainly like it makes sense why and just the idea that you know you have this customizable character with so many options right and then it's a fully animated you know right well I, i've always wanted a, a mohawk on my the male characters i play as because mohawks are always in my opinion pretty easy you just put a piece yeah, of mass hair. effect 3 was pretty good with those yeah that you had some of them really good this one there's very much almost no options i gave him pretty much a straight buzz cut um at the end of the day and then i got so tired of the the mustache that i gave him after a while i was like you know what i'm laughing every time i see him but then again every single time i see him i also get frustrated because the way it's attached because like i gave him like the big like essentially jeff from rooster teeth's mustache oh yeah and then i gave him the long goatee but then like over time through cutscenes, i've noticed that the goatee's not actually like physically on on him like at certain angles you'll see like a gap between his his chin thing and his chin and i'm like motherfucker like i'm so annoyed by this so that's why i'm like i'm always like helmet give him the fuck i don't want to see that okay um so many of the helmets look dumb i agree but like iron bull has one that's actually like a bull head called dread that he wears and so like his horns coming off of a helmet that makes his head look like i was a bull. gonna say if it's that one that you have on i think that looks really badass they that look one looks great, great. I, the, uh, I think the they canary, look great but... well and then like i well their vtars are stupid because it's just face paint yeah. All their Vidars are stupid, but um, once you get to the the Act Three, yeah, you unlock a bunch of you you reunlock the schematics again for all the dragon armor. That same, it's the same across every light, medium, and heavy. It's just classified differently. But because we did the that DLC, we got all that. Um, but the other thing is, is the on on Tier Three, you or on on Act Three, you get a a helmet finally, a dragon helmet, and it's that one that looks like dragons head like is right here and then his wings become under the eyes and down the face and so it covers up most of your head and it looks really menacing and so like i've fell in love with that helmet so i gave that to uh, both uh blackwall and my inquisitor and i'll probably make another one for uh varic at some point too i gave one to i even gave one to cassandra too like and, and that's the thing is like all the characters progress in a way that like they, their personal views start to shift as you do things even though they might that's disapprove cool. of something you can then talk to them later and kind of shift their views on it that's cool so don't be afraid to just go with whatever you want all right i will i am officially sold i will play dragon age tonight when i get back home uh, yes, after we, we pie fixed. and everything <laughs> and i will get the fuck out of the hinterlands yep, yep. and start hopefully enjoying the game um, so only after you 100% the hinterlands. 
So right before we go, I'm <laughs> no. going to give you a quick rundown of what I've oh, the other thing I did this week is uh, Powers debuted on PlayStation. Oh, I, watch I it. still I haven't. Seen I forgot it yet. that episodes two and three were uploaded the same day, so I haven't watched those two. Oh, I wow. only did the first episode. Um, I'll tell you that. this: the like, endearing thing about the comic was always that in the first story arc, the main character was very reserved, and he had very personal reasons for being so reserved, and it made it also endearing that his partner was so prying because he wouldn't give her any information. But the problem with the show so far, the only problem I'm facing with it is he's very open and the world, the, the, the newsreel on the show even, which is a giant stupid cameo appearance by, I can't remember even his name. It's so annoying, but it's one of those like E guys, I think from Entertainment Weekly. Um, What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so that was a, that was a giant like God damn it moment for me. But I I find him really annoying. So do I. But yeah. he does like a, like a thirty second thing where he basically synopsizes the big mystery of the first two or first entire story arc from the comic, um, and that spoiler basically is uh, that the main character used to be the best power in the world and that the biggest villain consumed his powers, and that like he's such an open book about it across the entire first episode that it makes the his partner less endearing because it just makes her come off as a bitch right and it makes him too much of just like an emotional wreck when in this show he was very just like stoic and calm and quiet all the time well and this is funny because we're talking about the guy that was krieger i know yeah yeah like, I have to admit the only the one of the few things that i liked about elysium was the fact that he was such a badass right he could not be stopped i will also say though um eddie izzard as the villain like the actual Dude, super villain is so good. Oh my good. god! If Eddie Izzard's the villain, I'm sold already because honestly, yeah. his appearance in um, Hannibal yeah. was one of the best um, in that series. But yeah, but all so, of their acting. So great. otherwise, though, it's, it's been pretty good, and it feels like they're going to wind up having probably about two or three volumes worth of the comic in just season one alone. Like because cool. each of those were pretty big, extensive cases, but it feels like these cases are going to be wrapped up in like two or three episodes each. So. 10 episodes in season one you're probably gonna see three story arcs um but yeah i'm looking forward to seeing those episodes now um but going forward they're gonna be weekly every tuesday you can watch the first three episodes for free on playstation um i think only the first one if you don't have plus yeah but come on we, we all yeah have at plus this now. point yeah. get plus <laughs> just do it two free games a month hashtag powers with that we'll be back in a little bit guys bye with news so much news. I'm so scared. All the news. I was going to say, like, oh, are we stopped? No. no. <laughs> uh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, no, go on and say, say it real quick. Well, I was going to say, thoughts. do we really need a topic today? Because we're going to have so Wait, much I news. I have an idea for a topic. We but don't, we'll get uh, to that. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, well, we'll get some lunch and we'll be back in a little bit. Bye. Welcome back to the Geek Domination Podcast. We're into the nerdly news now. It's a behemoth this week. It's oh my god, it's a monster. <laughs> There's so much news this week, specifically in gaming and film. Yeah, let's. Well, there's a, just a lot in so general. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll we're not going to start with either one of those. We're going to start with something a little bit more easygoing. Uh, comic books for those of you who enjoy graphic novels or also just novelizations rooted in comic book themes. I know I have a couple actual novels based uh, put away right now that are referencing comics so if you're interested in all that this is where this you're gonna find that stuff so the first things up is a uh, valiant comics uh just got their licenses purchased for film um i've never even heard of right right and that's now. the thing 
Um, I've picked up a couple of Valiants over the years, uh, specifically their free comic books every year because I'm always interested more or less in their styles. Mm-hmm. And, ah, mm-hmm. oh, my God. There's there's a couple of them that just grab me and, like, I mean, is there any heroes with. that, I, like, I should be – you feel like I should know out of there? Nothing that you wouldn't find out through whatever they were going to make. Okay. Let me put it that way. Um, I will say this, though. Stan Lee, ever since, I think, like, the 80s? 80s or 90s, he, he hasn't worked really for Marvel exclusively anymore. Um, I know there's been a few manga over the years he's written. Um, but Valiant, as a whole, when they relaunched in the late 90s, he wrote on a bunch of them to restart. And so, like, their covers are very much, like, Top third is the image from the comic, and then the bottom third is a black field with the the you know the artist, inker, penciler, all of those cool. people on it. And then in big lettering and big signature across it is Stan Lee on most of those issues. And so he has had a huge hand in crafting the way that that world kind of is shaped up. Um, for instance, they have one that I really enjoy that I cannot recall the name of the hero from it, but it's set in a very futuristic. Um, cyberpunk kind of world well dude you you've got me yeah i mean <laughs> i love cyberpunk the way it looks reminds me of the parts of pacific rim when they're in what is that uh south korea i think or it's part of japan i can't remember uh i still I have not remember. seen all of, all of pacific rim. Do you, did you see it to the point when ron perlman's introduced no literally okay first 10 minutes that's okay it. okay yeah <laughs> well regardless, i need to get on that I um know. did you you saw the remake of uh total recall Oh god, that was terrible. Right, but the the scenery, yeah, the scenery, the scenery from the was okay. the, the seedier part of town, it kind of resembles a lot of that with okay. that cyberpunky futuristic cool. look. Um, kind of like a Minority Report esque, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that kind of like slightly futuristic mm-hmm. look. And I've, I mean, that was one series that when I had the one shot from last com- free comic book day, I, I loved it. I was like, I might actually collect this. So I'm actually, I've been thinking about just getting the the collector, the actual collections, the paperbacks. Oh yeah, the series, the just collected way series, easier yeah. to get them that way but uh, that's one series um there's another one that's like a uh scottish guy essentially from the era of uh ben-hur uh oh cool that era but he's given a space suit and sent him to the future essentially like not, not an actual like humanized like an alien based or original space suit that like plummets to earth and kind of chooses him and so like it, it can craft any weaponry but the stuff he usually uses is basically like this like medieval looking kind of sword made of laser and so, like, he's a really cool character. He's kind of like the figurehead of the Valiant line. Um, so hmm. I'm just kind of interested in seeing what they how they make that shape into movies. This kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it'll be good a- to knock off at least a, like a little bit off of the big two. Show that there are other comic books. Well, and Valiant's definitely like I'll say this: Image and Icon are two other uh, companies that were rooted originally. Like I know uh, Icon is owned by Marvel, and that's where you get Kickass from. That's where you get a few other of those more like indie kind of serials that aren't iconically part of marvel that's where they go oh you presented this to us we'll actually shoot this over to our subsidiary company that deals more in this right. kind of stuff um in lieu of that uh image is one that's uh, completely creator owned operated everything like that and that's actually one that um spawn is on and also where powers started before powers went over to icon um but yeah, so that'll be really good to see them kind of bring that to film because it is—it's just a different writing style. It's a different thought process to the way the superhero moniker is used. Um, I'm trying to remember. Jesus, uh, what company was that? Universal. I don't remember who picked up Valiant off the top of my head. I'm trying to find. DMG. Says right there. 
I'm scrolling a lot. I think I went past it because I was also talking while I scrolled. Um, but anyways, yeah, that one that one's been picked up. <laughs> on, Summarizing it, I'm just trying to get up there. Chinese again. film company. DMG. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So it is DMG. Well, I like I never. I've never heard even of that. heard That's of the thing. DMG is, like I was trying before, to find a sibling honestly. company to DMG in the states, but I just could not recall if there was one, and I don't think there is. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, they were the co-producers and co-financers of Iron Man three. Oh yeah, I do remember that because there was a big thing about one of the buildings being shown in Iron Man three, during one of their sky shots. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing with Transformers when both those movies had that issue of like, you're not showing our building. It's like, fucker, like. Well, Transformers four is like. I never even is thought. A, good. Don't good. even want to. Good. <clears throat> Anyways, but yeah, so that's the thing. Um, let's see. Uh. Star Wars? Yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Star Wars stuff. I'm just trying to read about that. Oh, yeah, okay. So they, they have their first uh, LGBTQ. Um, LGBTQ. LGBT? T? <laughs> it's been one of those days. Um, Quasi. Well, there is there is actually one of those weird things in there. It's just the one that it's acronymized is T. Um, also, your writing there is a line. That's a T, actually. Uh, that is a line LGBT. with a dot next to it. No, that is that is I'm, a T. I, I I'm a little closer to it. I'm seeing it as a broken line. Regardless, so okay, it yeah, was meant to I be can't a line. See anything there? It's meant to be a line. Um, um, this is why we don't let me do whiteboards. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, so they're they're making a stand that they're they're trying to be realistic. There's a character that is going to be that, which is like cool. I'm glad that someone's doing something about like just, well, honestly, just make it more realistic at this point just put a few characters in there that are that way Doesn't i mean matter. here's my stance on it um i i mean it's it's great and all i'm not like just saying it's terrible idea or whatever because that's fucked up in my opinion right but right. it's kind of one of those things like whatever i mean I it's agree. like it should have been there regardless it should have not been that's there regardless. Where I'm it's at. whatever it's, works for the plot i'm like i'm and like cool you're announcing character, it yeah, and for this character, it sounds like it really works for her in general because she's kind of a strict, like uptight person, and she she kind well, of that's like, just buying into more of a stereotype. And like that well, being but, said, though, but it, they could give that an opportunity to show her a different side. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Well, it looks. It, it, I there's like to many see a different, different side to these go. characters. At this point, I kind of personally believe there shouldn't be like a a personality stereotype applied to a sexual I orientation agree. i and agree the more we get away from right those things the better because as i started thinking about it more and more anytime a gay guy is introduced into a storyline it's always either as a villain or just a so weird character that you kind of just like go i like you but i don't really want you around well that's what i liked thing. about like mass effect especially they oh yeah it so yeah well. that it just handed it yeah. i mean the fact that well and that's another thing iron bull in, in dragon age is straight up pan. He's for everything. He's just yeah. down to get he's like, down. Whatever. Yeah. He's, he's just down to get down, down. to get down. I like that. Life goals. But uh, that, <laughs> I was more meaning it in the sense of I was hoping to see a different side Agreed. of her strictness. Not yeah. like. No, I agree. I, I'm just saying, like, I'm disappointed that they're going with a stereotype almost of a lesbian. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, On yeah. one hand, like, yeah. Well, and like that's the thing, though, is that's how they've done it. And that's how they've written many lesbian characters in film over the years Battlestar Galactica yeah. was even guilty to that a little like, bit it's just, the Pegasus like, command oh they're always really rigid and hard and then when you get down to their like you know soft essentially you know, their soft personality underneath it all like they're always that 
that's what every writer seems to default to when they do a lesbian character and it's just like why can't you just make a character who's through and through a certain personality yeah rather than a certain sex type yeah. and then that means you get that person out exactly i mean yeah. in one end, it's a step in the good it's a step, it's in, a the step right in the right direction, direction. hopefully this evolves into something better right. agreed agreed yeah. Um, um but then the other piece yeah yeah shattered yes. wars is a series they announced it's going to cross uh the the bed the the ocean that is episode six to seven of what 20 years the ocean actually it's longer yeah, um, I thought it, was. it should be around 40, 40 i want to say because okay. we're talking about people that the actors themselves are now in their 60s exactly. and 70s um so yeah i think it's around 30 to 40 years yeah still though it's it's a big uh, ocean of time there to, to be jumping across Agreed. and so it needs to be filled if you're at all interested this is a great series to pick up it's supposed to be coming out in september and I'll probably just pre-order the collection and wait for them all to come out in their spot and then pick it up. I'm I'm debating on how I want to do it too because I think I might I might have to. But depending on when the release date, if it's all of them get released, I'm guessing it's gonna be a short like three or four parter uh, about. Do you uh, think extended? Length. Do you think the whole collection would be available before Awakens comes out? It's logically it would be happen, but I mean the fact they're coming out in September between September that's, and December. That's my question. The thing I, is, is I most wonder. issues for comics go on either a monthly or or bi monthly basis, which means so like, two a month. No, so no, no, oh. the, the other ver- version of bi. Oh, seriously? Sick. Wow. Not semi. Semi is is half. no. I see what yeah. you're saying. I see what you're saying. So bi is literally two full months where you get an issue and then you wait and you wait and you wait and then finally it, it hits on that third the, so, the third month first third fifth i don't know then like, yeah like if it's monthly you could get four full issues out before the release but that'd be a four-part series and I would, I would hope in that scenario that it would be like it'd be over 20 pages because most standard releases you know set around like the 15 to 18 range yeah and so if they're double issues like 30s pages i could be okay with three four issues at 30 pages because then you're getting a 120 page book summarizing the events rather than four short little 15 issues kind of okay. things well i mean regardless yeah. i just i want to get it as soon as possible so i can further understand yeah. the movie that will be coming out which, which means i'll probably be ending up getting them one at a time which makes sense which yeah. uh, I, I i fully support that it's just that i've gotten older and through years of collecting no I'm absolutely more down the other which that's fitting because it'll be coming up probably on september 2nd which is a, the wednesday and all comic book releases of course are wednesdays um next big thing uh dc has along with their previous announcement from a couple weeks ago of relaunching or or retconning their universe again with another big event they have now released the images of the new looks for all these characters um we've seen the new flash and arrow which essentially look a lot like they're heavily influenced by their cw counterparts the same accentual lines on flash um green arrow it looks a little bit brighter green than the current tv show version but otherwise stylistically the same the hood the hood the um kind of like the vest kind of weird vest thing yeah um he doesn't have sleeves but that could be something that they change as they go just in and out depending on temperature and time um and then uh wonder woman looks a lot more like a warrior she still has kind of that american theme of blue red white um, with stars periodically on it, but it's a not bit of gold. Yeah, yeah, but it's armor. not. Uh, essentially, it's like navy blue pants, and then a red armored tunic look to it, like the way that it's like, like a belt, and then a little bit like flares out at the bottom, which is all red, and then just single stars on her shoulders and on her gauntlets. 
with like yeah. blades that she can basically like throw out like Baraka style blades from her gauntlets. Um, whatever with her at this point. Like at this point, as long as it's not like an outright spangled uh, Amazonian ancient warrior armor that just so happens to look American. Like as long as it's not that, I'm cool. Yeah, honestly, when I looked at all of these, I hated photos, the Superman. By I, the way, I didn't care on the Superman too much one way or the other. I mean, honestly, overall, I didn't really, I felt ambivalent right, over all of the right. costume changes. Um, the only one that I felt good towards specifically was Wonder Woman's, and I think it was probably yeah. because of the blades, to be honest, yeah. just because I like that idea. A well, more warrior type. And I'll, I'll kind of put my thoughts into Superman real quick. Yeah. Um, they've ditched costume altogether, which I'm like, okay, I can understand, but there's, there's alternates. You obviously are well-connected. You are in touch with every other superhero out there, especially the ones with money. You can create a costume of whatever you want. Sure. I'm down to get rid of the the cape. I'm so done with capes. Overall. No capes. Uh, yeah, I love I loved Incredibles. <laughs> Incredibles pretty much summarized every thought everyone should have ever had about a cape. They're dumb. Uh, um, it was obviously like covered in like two minutes. Oh, I know, right? Just hilarity. Yeah, got two, that movie. Yeah, can't I wait for the second. Right. We need it. But um, hmm? we needed it. I know. But basically, they kept the Kingdom Come style, where it's like a black field with the red S and then a red outline. Yeah. Um, on a T-shirt, and then he wears jeans and boots. He's supposed to kind of resemble um a lighter colored version of Superboy's from like three generations ago, from the Young Justice series, most iconically. Which, uh, which I love series. that imagery. Yeah. I don't like it for Superman. I love it for Superboy because Superboy is supposed to be very well, much like. And he I'm was also you. like a younger kind of like teenage. Angst. He was a clone. Yeah, was, and I we, mean literally a clone. But we don't need teenage angst for Superman. Right. Yeah. Well, and then the thing is, they gave him a look that in the face reminds me of the Punisher. Oh, he has that scowl, that constant scowl, oh, yeah, and like that yeah, yeah. really rocky jaw. That. And then they made his arms just look like they're like fucking like four feet around. Like he just looks like he's huge. And I'm like, Superman just had like augmented strength. He was never physically large. That's how I'm, he could pass off as a civilian. I'm okay with the hugeness. I'm not because looks he looks badass. like a thug. That's the thing though. Superman for me was always, he's always going to be saying. a good guy. And but I think, I think for me, it's more attributed to what he's wearing around that versus right. the, well, the and there was actually, physicality of it all. I don't like the the shirt and boots look. Yeah, it seems dumb. dumb to me. But like you can you can determine based on the way that the artist is rendering his face and and uh, build that he's going to have an entire change in disposition. And they want him if they want to make they want to make him edgy. That's my problem with it. Is this is a giant cop out to make Superman edgy, and. Like, so forced, really forced. It's really forced. They even show in like the promotional art, like he has a wrapped around his hands his old torn up cape, like it, it around his fists. Um, there he is. Like there's a picture of him standing in front of like uh, the new Batman, and Which I didn't, I didn't at, at first. I was like, I don't get it, but then like, it's like, oh, it's just his like weirdo suit, whatever. I don't care. Right, right. Well, and that's that's another that's a, the next thing, but essentially. This giant stepping away from his usual anything at this point is just like you're really you're really forcing this change on a lot of people. And for most people, like real the people that are going to buy the issues that are really interested in the issues are the people that have grown up around around certain imagery. Well, any more than that is just what that imagery represents of his personality. And well, like dude, this, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this kind of makes me think that they're going to take Superman in a direction more Punisher esque, and that like. 
I'm not going to give a crap about people. I'm just going to fight and like use my powers to help as many as I can, but I'm not going to be nice about it. And that's not the right way to go with Superman. Yeah, you don't need but, to be, you don't need to make Superman a dick to make him relatable. That's the wrong way to approach it. Honestly, get rid of the, the, the way that the current costume looks, give him a much more contemporary look in terms of get rid of the cape. Um, I saw a really great one that was actually, I think it was actually for a Superman of like the 1800s, but instead it just looked like futuristic. It, it kind of gave off a tone that resembled even futuristic if you just modified some of it. Where he's wearing like one of those um, overcoat, trench coat style things, but that it's um, the military style where it actually goes across, double breasted. It's like um, it's tight at the waist, and then from the waist down, the, the trench coat just stops like just above the, the or just below the knee, kind of like a Civil War era coat. Hmm. But the S fit on that jacket field, and then the way that just small amount at the bottom billowed gave a, that, you know little bit of like fancy capy-esque feel without feeling forced and it felt more like okay yeah he can fight in a, a tight field if he's flying that's kind of billowing around a little bit yeah, i guess yeah and then he had like Sounds that he had that weird me. like gambit head oh. mask thing that doesn't cover his face at all <laughs> and i was like okay that's a little over the top but at the end of the day like the rest of this like this coat that just reminds me of like a very like slim down i just love regardless of the coat. imagery you're relating it like i, I mean i mean oh, yeah. this in a funny right, way right, go for it. you're relating it to a marvel character it's like know. are you who trying looks to cooler? be more marvel who looks <laughs> yeah more cool yeah. well and that's because marvel has always had a much more forward thinking mentality rather than classical thinking mentality and like to carry that into the next part uh batman is uh, they're basically reprising through a different character but reprising a 90s storyline where batman handed over his cowl because he was too decrepit and injured for after a whole gambit against uh all of the um dc villains for him all of his rogues rogues gallery during the nightfall or oh yeah, nightfall. The, the nightfall yeah. Series. yeah i remember um, I've read he that then one. gave it to uh what was his name jean jean claude something or other i don't remember jean claude Damme. i know right no but it was uh like jean pierre maybe jean it was jean something something because of course there's gonna be three names for a guy named john john luke we're talking about you now (laughs) Uh, those two you're wrong though john luke navant okay well (laughs) (laughs) um but at the end of the day like he gave that guy the cowl and then he became like that mechanized suit with the weird claw hands of the 90s yeah the whole thing basically the same thing they're giving him like a big oversized mech suit and yeah and then the the other thing they're doing with robins is i found this out it's actually not about robin himself or any of the graysons or the current robin family essentially a bunch of teen wannabes of sorts um use the name robin as their group name and then they basically all wear just like red themed jackets that they just (laughs) patch on and they're basically gonna be from what I understand, like essentially <laughs> contacts and a slightly punky styled rebel group from the underground that's trying to keep in touch and like be the eyes and ears of the r- real Robins. Are they gonna spray paint, you know, the yeah, streets absolutely. with their teenage angst? With the, the with the R. It's fucking great, man. It's so cutting edge. Yeah. With, so far, this re- this entire it. retcon is just yeah. slowly disappointing <laughs> me. Like the Wonder Woman one is the only one that I'm like, cool, whatever. Everything else, I'm just sort of like, eh. I just, what, have they even given a brief explanation of, like, how they're doing this big retcon? 
or are they keeping that up to like I feel like there's been mentioning I'm pretty sure there's been like a small mentioning of the name and that alludes to what's going to happen but I honestly don't even remember like it's that's how inconsequential it is to me because I'm just like I'm gonna let it happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it happen. I'm gonna let but it happen I, because I have control. I know over that's it. that's yeah. what I realized. When I said let. I meant watch I it happen. Decided to let and let it go, go is what I meant. Like let go of just like any real like no, yeah, judgment until it's all completed. Um, but yeah, so just moving on from that. Um, Marvel on the Marvel front, they are kicking off a couple of things. Um, tied into their big retcon, their relaunch, or they're doing a, a short run of uh, X Men '92. Um, based on the cartoon from the 90s which is I'm all so all of us that grew up watching that. that are just like we're buying that like yeah purchase i think i might do like something like you do where i get pre-order, like a whole collection yeah, or pre-order something the like collection that, yeah. and then just pick it up that's yeah. what i do for sure but this is pretty cool so then the um in avengers 30 they're also wrapping up pretty much the end of avengers starting the actual secret war event where it's revealed that um this big god god character who's been like teased for Doom. two or three years. <laughs> yep, who's been teased for like two or three years. Doom. I think it's three years. Um, what's funny is actually the first time it was mentioned of this god was the very last story arc of New Avengers that I bought ever, and I haven't gone back and touched it again. So mm-hmm. like hearing about this is like the last thing I heard about essentially <laughs> in the comics of of Avengers. And basically, the problem was is that over time universes start to converge on each other if they're too alike right. or they have right. so many other things which is just like a giant haha this is also happens in our comics they get to be too intermixed and then it gets confusing so just to simplify everything we're going to retcon everything and basically doom gets pulled into the time stream by one of the uh like fundamental i wouldn't call him villains but he's been an antagonist in the past and he has like all these powers and basically when doom comes out of it it's for him like 80 year plus years or some ridiculous number has passed and he's just learned every possible form of arcane and science and is using it to destroy all the worlds at once. So, so fittingly, he will fuck your shit. The up. Marvel universe is going to end in doom. Ha! <laughs> That's the giant joke with doom always with is doom yeah. being essentially actually doom now. He's well, he's always been the biggest it bad the of Marvel's universe. He's always been the one villain of the Marvel universe that has always produced his own legend of sorts by justifying it like mm-hmm. everyone stays away from latveria because of him like no one wants to go up against him the fantastic four barely go up against him because they know him personally like doom has always been the biggest bad and so it actually making God, him the centerpiece I, of this is great i ah oh man i i really want to understand what the fuck they will be doing <sighs> yeah I'll, let's not talk about that sorry it's let's just, ignore it's the thing that things, yeah well, like, like, let's ignore, ignore that. the thing we'll see it when it comes out and that'll be the end of it you missed you missed it i saw you ignore the ignore thing ignore the thing <laughs> yes the thing we get it joke it's a fantastic four joke anyways um but yeah so the world's gonna end with doom and it's gonna start off the big secret war man i just love this because it's the first time like i've said before in like 60 years that marvel's ever done a retcon so it's actually like okay they've waited quite a while and let things get pretty convoluted now they're finally going okay hold on we actually need a real a real reset three times this is this is the fourth i was gonna say it's like very recent how long is 52 was 2010 i was gonna say not even that long fucking five Five years. years yes so Marvel's had a bunch of like soft retcons. I'll say that over the years, they've had a very much like okay, rather than actually full on retconning this character, let's just simplify his backstory yeah, or something right. like that, and that's it. Whereas like DC, DC's straight up been like four separate times now. Like one, five years ago has just been a full on like hard reset of everything. 
Um, so yeah, I this just, will be interesting. I really am excited. Yeah, it, it will. It will be interesting, especially as now that they're taking an approach like, yeah, we do want to make it more like the movies. Yeah, that, well, I think a lot of it's going to bring it in line with the film, and then the other thing is the characters that aren't in the film are also going to be presented in a way that they're going to want to represent four films four films like yes, so it'll be a, it'll exactly. be a sneak it's like a great testing ground of what could yeah. Be. yeah well and i also think like i was saying before um the way that there's like multiple spider universes mm-hmm. um one universe has gwen stacy as spider man or spider woman technically and then um you have in another universe miles morales as the second ultimate spider-man of the ultimate universe like you have all these different characters in different worlds i think it's going to have them crash together shake them all out at the end and you're gonna have peter parker with parker industries being like the original and then you have all the other characters that are popping up. I think they're going to have a great little storyline where he encounters them all after these events and like encounter a young Gwen Stacy and realize that it's not the Gwen Stacy he lost. It's just a circumstance of just like reality where you run into someone that just so happens to have a similar name or the same name for that matter. Like that's a real thing that happens rarely, but it happens. And this could just be an instance of that. And so that'll be kind of cool to see all that stuff shake out at the end of it, which I'm really excited for. Also, to see the entire Spider family teaming up at some point, which will happen in one storyline or another, is always fun because they are always so well written. Um, but yeah, and then the last thing for Marvel is um, the I want to call it preteen, but I, I mean tween, teen era books called Maximum Ride, which are tend to be skewed more towards a women's interest, um, are coming to Marvel Comics as graphic novels. This has happened before. We had. Um, the Dark Tower series from um, Stephen King. We had, I love that, that series. That was a great series. Fucking egg. We also had Amazing. a couple of other Stephen King novels turned into uh, Marvel Comics. We've had um, a couple of, uh, what was it? Um, what are those the vampire novels that are not Twilight? I don't know. I yeah. mean, I'll be honest. There's I was one, more referring another, to the books themselves. Right. I love the Dark Tower. I didn't even Tower. realize they were made into comics. They That's made awesome. the entire series into graphic novels. That's cool. Because um, it's Marvel's really been a doing this. Universe. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Marvel's been doing this for years. They've been taking actual novelized works, making a deal, and then rewriting it all in graphic novel form. And that's what they've done here. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what they're doing in Maximum Ride. So if you were ever interested in reading those or have read them and you want to see what they look like, you can go get them starting soon. Um, I want to say right after that retcon happens, even is when they'll be launched. Um, I'm pulling it up right now real quick. But yeah, so that'll be a pretty good series. And that does it for comics for us. Um, <laughs> I know, that just felt like forever. That took almost a half an hour, and that was one section. Yeah. Well, Word. The news. news is real. News um, is real. Let's take it over to film while Zane finishes looking that up with a little bit of yeah, Attack I on Titan it. news. It'll be coming soon, that's all it says. Okay. Uh, there was two pieces of Attack on Titan news this week. Absolutely. Um, one is that Sony registered a bunch of domain names. Oh, yeah. Related to movies, which it's more likely just them bringing the Attack on Titan movie here. That's the that's guaranteed going to be the case. But they'll have the licenses, and there's a possibility, a, yeah. rel- a small number of possibility, that we could see some live action something happen. I mean, I'm really excited for the next couple years in live action um, adaptations of anime and manga. Yep. Live adaptation of Attack on Titans is going to be weird. I yeah, I think is. it's doable. Titans will be weird. That'll be the coolest, creepiest part Did of it. Did you see like the the original trailer for it? It's actually hilarious because it like starts out of like some sort of car commercial, and then just a titan just starts destroying the canyon it's in. It's actually hilarious, but it's uh, no. The titan looks goofy as shit. Okay, well, 
that'll be up to the art directors and i hope they do well with it yeah but i'm just saying in general though like with pacific room 2 coming out ghost in the shell we're, we're having a lot of popular franchises a renaissance of sorts yeah, yeah renaissance of sorts similar to what was happening with comic book movies around the early 2000s mm-hmm. and now so i'm i'm really excited for the possibility yes of hopefully good movies based off of these great franchises i will say i just i hope they do we've them had justice. our stumbles Dragon very Ball much Z. so oh my god don't even watch no. that movie no fuck just that no. movie god awful the best decision of the movie still awful. turned out bad yeah it wasn't was even like, funny awful i was like when i remember when that came out i was like oh they're having chow yun fat as master Roshi. that's awesome and then it was Man. awful <laughs> chow yun like that was the only that part of it that was excited. That makes me want to cry that he was in that movie because right. Chow Yun Fat is fucking amazing. We're talking about the guy in Hardball, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's just I like, know. what did you do? Why? All I had did to do was do shave this? his head and give him prosthetic beard, and I would've been happy. I would've been happier than what happened. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, moving on. Um, second piece, and the only other yep. piece of Attack on Titan news is they released the, the compilation, right? The compilation, the right. second compilation, which is the second, which will wrap season up one. season one. Yeah, they released the um, the key art for it. It's kind of cool, and then you and me got yeah, we, into a semi little debate. It was a debate. Did it was a straight up debate. It yeah. wasn't really an argument at all. It was just justifying which way or the other. And I was saying because like, like there's a lot of this, filler that gets taken. There's a out. lot of filler. So like I started looking because the um the first compilation's already been released in yeah. Japan, and I started like looking into like how it was like done and what they took out, and like I get the concept behind a compilation film. Yeah. essentially it's just a way to get someone into it i feel like more than anything else or just get them caught up that and then also for people like us that have watched the series and really loved the series mm-hmm. it provides a really great simplistic now we can watch something that will bring us back up to speed if we're trying to catch back up to review before we watch the next new thing this is rather than watching the whole like you know 14 hours or whatever 12 hours of the series we can watch a two and a half hour film Get caught up real quick and go, oh, yeah, I remember all of that now. Anyways, moving on. My biggest problem with this, so I, like, started reading through, like, they, it's, like, typical. and Took out the filler and everything. And Which we out. discussed, the biggest one being the Armin pledging himself. Uh, two and a half episodes. <laughs> two and a half episodes. Oh, my episodes, God, yeah. Being, sl- being cut that down to one scene. Time. Yeah, that's yeah. so dumb. But my biggest <clears throat> problem, they did. So, one thing I did, what I was happy mm-hmm. about, they uh, took out... The basically they took out the entire episode of explaining how Aaron and Mikasa met. And yeah, just which make that's it a not really ten needed. second little comp like little flashback scene thing. That would have been I think good. is great. Yeah. My biggest problem though is basically it takes um it starts the series off. You know, you see the fall of Shigatsuwa, and then it just goes straight to the graduation ceremony. It takes out the entire like three episodes of their actual training. Wow. Which I thought about. Because that explains a lot of, like, their their tactics and, like, how they go about it. Well, more importantly. No, that's that's even less important because you can do that in the field. Right. I I still liked getting a What my biggest problem with it was is it took out so much backstory to specifically all the side characters and most profoundly John. The thing is with John, though, is that you'll understand how he feels at the beginning of the battle because he also revisits that same thought process at the very beginning. And then over the course of the fight, you see him change. Yeah. So that's all still in there. You just missed out on his first argument with Aaron about which one's right. That's all they're cutting is that argument. The other part being that you're also missing out on the awkwardness of Aaron trying to learn Sky Gear and finding out that his gear (laughs) is broken, which I'm finally – I was like – Thank God, because that was stupid. Yeah, like that, that was, was dumb, dumb at the end of the day. But at the same time, that's a great scene where him, uh, Bertolt and Reiner all go up to the mountains and like they teach him, and then you yeah. find out spoilers that they're like the main they're both, antagonists they're both of the, the trailer teaser later. Which 
By the way, if you look at the uh, yeah. the uh, key art again, all four of the Shifter Titans are right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Which I found was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, they all, they all, the other thing from the series that you learn is that you, they actually have an ability to sense each other, mm-hmm. but Aaron doesn't discover that till way later, and that's when we actually find out they have Man, that ability. Man, I'm so behind the times. I don't even, like, know this. That's after season one. That's long oh, after season one. Oh, it is. Like, I've okay. read, like, so much I've, of the actual part. I've kind of gone into the, the manga a little bit. They the, the, the shitty part is most of the manga that you can find online starts at, like, 79, and season one ends at 39 or 40 and i was like so there's a gap so there's a small gap that yeah. I'm i mean i'm, I'm planning on, on getting that i've read the synopsis yeah i'm gonna wind up buying them i'm gonna wind up buying the, the collections at some point just so i can breeze through them but that's cool well, yeah, yeah it turns out a lot of that academy stuff is actually filler by the anime that isn't even in the actual manga also so that's part of the problem is that that's literally filler that they are cutting yeah the, the filler stuff and we made the joke and we're like what are we gonna do in the part two of season one where it's like i'm gonna miss eight episodes of them riding through a forest on yeah. horses yeah and i laughed i was like yeah from the female diet <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you're gonna pretty much cut all oh, that out you're pretty much gonna find her right away which is great but regardless yeah attack on titan eh, attack on titan part two wings of freedom yeah is, when's that one out in japan june 2nd or sorry june 27th and america probably six uh, months later soon we still don't even have the first compilation that came out in we'll probably get the first one probably here around april or may probably. and then we'll probably get theirs about six to seven months what after. about uh what about anime like, 2016 damn it. second season comes out next year yeah that's because it's have, just now about to release in japan yeah like and then we now. have two more live action films in production and, you can always guesstimate yes. about six to eight months latency i'm hoping like because like looking at Attack on Titan, I don't think anyone really expected it to be such a huge hit, especially in the states. But it yeah, it even the creators. Yeah. So that's I do not think there will be that big of a gap from here on out. And actually, there, I don't know if you there will be due to, to, to translations. Well, um, that'll be the biggest that, and then um, licensing. But I mean, I think the biggest gaps will just be like this episode to this episode released to Japan to this episode released in America. I don't think it's going to be the year and a half gap we will between always, the entire series. Yeah. Well, and let me here. put it this way: you will always, we will always get it after it's already aired in full in Japan. All right. That's how all anime that's, is released. Yeah, so, but I still so think there's going to be from six, here like a massive gap between, say, for example. And that's why I said six to eight months because you're not going to have their them air for about six months total time, and then you'll have about two months of translation and shipping. And then airing after that, so eight months roughly. I don't know if you actually. I didn't post this on the news this week, but um. Oh, and then it has to fall in line with usual start updates. Also, that's the other thing. Right. They have to align with seasons. Um, the <laughs> other thing that um is cool about Attack on Titan, it's coming back to Toonami. Oh, they're is pushing it? it back to a Toonami. I don't remember what it was taking off, but it is coming back. That's cool. It's. I've been watching it on Toonami the whole time. This past six weeks, okay, so I've been the, watching the it. News article. Oh, I watched it. Just I watched read it. Was I'm like, I'm like, what I was doing was I was recording from Toonami for the past several weeks. That's how Katie got involved with watching it was from Toonami. So that's probably a really old article. <laughs> no, it was dated this week. Huh. I'll find it. Actually, that makes sense because I haven't been able to record it past like episode eight because it hasn't aired for a while. Apparently, there's like a whole second or okay. whole part of the second half of the season that's never aired on Toonami. That's mainly what it is. They, okay, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, this is pretty big crazy news. Marvel will not be attending... San Diego Comic-Con. This first came out from director James Gunn and has slowly kind of come out of the other actors involved with the franchise. Who was... There was a specific actor that mentioned it. Was it... 
Hemsworth? I would was, say it was... No, it no, wasn't was Hemsworth. Hemsworth. No. I think it was Hiddleston, actually, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, that's it right. Hiddleston, Hiddleston confirmed. That that's right. It, yeah. Um, because it was James Gunn originally who was the first to exactly. say it. Exactly. James then, Gunn mentioned something in that Yeah, movie. he's like, oh, we're not going to be at Comic-Con. And then yeah. he was like, there were people who were like, what? And then Tom Hiddleston was one who was like, no, that's accurate. We're not going to be there. My thinking, and I told you this earlier, is... They're gonna do the the, the the thing that Sony did kind of this past year, and that we've seen Apple do, and that's essentially build a conference convention to themselves. Um, PlayStation did the PlayStation Expo last like November. I want to say Something no September. No, it was September. November. Was it November? I, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, 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 November. But, yeah, but regardless. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. So Marvel's gonna wind up probably doing their own, and that's why they're pulling out of San Diego Comic Con is because rather than being in a pit of a thousand other things that are getting attention. Why not just create your own thing that all you're the only attention? Well, yeah, I think I think this is and I it's think more this financially is true. sound. Yeah, it's it's more financially sound. It makes sure that um, actually, in a way, it's kind of polite to the other things because San Diego Comic Con is a huge event, and it yeah. gives somebody else the Hall H like huge Big ass room, six p.m. Yeah, 6 Friday PM, night or whatever release thing, which is also good. Um, I mean, there are some arguments to be made for. Um, you know, DC being to be able fair. to take San Diego Comic Con, but whatever. Marvel at this point doesn't need it. Regardless, if they put their they own up, they it. will get the attention and they will yeah. get people to show. I'll yeah. probably go if they do their own. Honestly, exactly. Like I if mean, they had their own three day weekend to just devote to them. Oh yeah, I would go to that. Yeah, definitely. Of course, everyone will go to that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's why they don't need San Diego yeah. Comic Con. Whereas DC is still in a position that they would they need, need to build Comic-Con. they need to build their clout back up again. Exactly. Um, next big thing is uh, with Suicide Squad, we got Joe Manganiello, who's joining as Deathstroke, which yeah. is a pretty good decision actually. You, get, I you, like grab, it. you grab that beard a little bit, you cut his hair down a little bit, and you got it. You got Deathstroke. Honestly, I've seen him in a few acting roles too, yeah. and he's uh, he's able to do uh, comedy. Um, yep. He's appeared in um, uh, How I Met Your Mother on a few yeah, episodes. Actually, right. he's pretty funny. And uh, he's done a few other uh, kind of like semi drama roles yeah, in the past yeah. as well. And yeah, he's he's good. I like him a lot. Yep. Um, next thing is uh, Joel Kinnaman cast as Rick Flag. Um, most notably for me was uh, RoboCop, yeah, which I- was good. Bad. His acting was great. The storyline was meh. The storyline was mad. The whole movie in general would like it wasn't terrible. It wasn't. It felt great. like he was the only one trying. Exactly. I and loved him. So I'm okay him with him so as Rick Flag. Like, yeah, he tries. Agreed. He's in that movie with uh, Liam Neeson right now. Walk along the tombstones. No, no, no. The one that's just about to come out, where it's him, and then there's a the adversary is another old actor. I'm trying to remember his name now. Actually, I don't know this one this that you're talking about. This one's just like I've just been seeing trailers for it. And I noticed, okay. I noticed Joel, like him in there. Well, so. damn! If he's in a movie with Liam Neeson, I want to see it. In fact, actually, I'm I'm kind of it like a Liam follows? Neeson junkie. No, I hate to admit, maybe just run even his my... shitty it's... ones like Taken Two and Three. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. God damn it. Uh, I'll have it up. Just keep going. Um. Ghostbusters has announced the was it confirmed for Channing? I know that was on uh, I know that uh I think that's in the works. That's in the works. I, don't know I know, if know that confirmed. they're also trying to get um Chris Pratt to to start opposite him as the other leader of God, the Chris, male Chris Pratt and everything now. I mean I love uh, the guy. Yeah, no, I fucking love the Which guy. the two of them could actually do a decent comedic action that film. That would be interesting which, to see. A Ghostbusters with a little bit more physical physicality involved could be really fun I just I oh, almost think it's like a he's not acting he's attached to produce oh 
Channing Tatum? Mm-hmm. Well, I also saw that he'd be yeah. he'd be cast in he's, the movie as well. He's getting into producing now? Apparently. I mean, he's got the money. Channing Tatum, well, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Drew Pierce, Iron Man 3 and Mission Impossible 5 is writing the script. Channing Tatum is attached to produce along with partners wow. Reed Carlone and I Peter could see Kamen. that changing as time goes on, too, from just a producing role because, that I mean, could be I a think really about it, Dan Aykroyd was a producer, writer, and star. Um, also... Uh, what was it? Um, friggin' um, I can't believe it. Egon's actor. I can't think of his name. Egon. Yeah, from the original movies. Egon. Glasses. Uh, he was a writer for SNL, who ca- was cast in the movie as Egon. Um, oh no, I know who you're talking you. about yeah. now. Um, yeah. oh man, yeah, his name is slipping my tongue. Completely but, blanked, uh, but, but I know who you're talking again, about. Again, another character, another person who was a character in the movie who produced and wrote the film. Along with Dan Aykroyd. Um, well, that's interesting. I, I, I could see that change that way. I find it interesting that Channing Tatum is taking a producing role just because he is still relatively new as an actor. He's been around for a while now, and he's had a lot of appearances. But yeah, as a real my... hardcore actor, he's only just started getting recognition right. with things like 22 Jump Street and Foxcatcher. So the movie that came out Friday, actually, is the one I'm thinking of. Uh, Liam Neeson with Joel Kinnaman. Run All Night. Run All Night. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's... um. Interesting. Ed Harris that I was thinking of. Okay, so that's, that's the whole producing thing might not actually be actually true because I just visited another site and it says that he's starring, potentially starring. So God knows I'm where I'm pretty sure he's, he's in the talks. It's still in the rumor mill, regardless. Say. That's yeah. what I was saying. I was really surprised by that yeah. because it's well, no, that was, really that was the comic, But I could also see him putting a comic article that was posted. Yeah. So, Anyways, so that could be good. And, and like we were saying, this is a way that Ghostbusters gets a lot better breadth to it like it gets more broad it finally gets to address something that i always thought was a weird thing was i mean we always we also made a comment about that earlier but that they never expanded upon it because they're providing a service akin to police or fire for ghosts and then i'll it's only in new york though apparently no other city has ghosts that's how i thought of it and then we made the joke that like ghostbusters 2 was such a bomb that that's why they never did that but this this reboot gives them a chance to literally just throw up two new cities we'll see two new teams. i just i'm i'm still not sold on the whole concept just because it's been such a long time like for us kids who kind of grew up in that era where ghostbusters but ghostbusters was like yeah. that cult fun hit yeah, you know we all great. knew who dan Aykroyd was we we kind of grew up with the movie a little bit and even so more for the young for the older generations yeah but we also have a younger group that now is like what the fuck ghostbusters i don't know what the fuck that shit is well and, well and i'll say this though it's perfect time because when our generation our parents now that's true and bringing their kids to a film that they are a franchise that they i just knew as a children like, that's i don't know for is. me i'm ambivalent to it just because i've never been like oh yeah i want to see more ghostbusters i don't care that's fair i loved them enough or at least the first one enough that i want to see more of that style of comedic approach to those situations i would definitely like to see it expanded upon like i was saying like I would i'm like see definitely greater... interested in the female-led class especially with who they have for it you yeah. um for the male one though like for names at least well that's the thing is it shouldn't be just female just female it should be mixed for both but i, I understand that the desire and drive to produce a female solo like just female team um in turn them doing a male team would be cool if it's in a different city I want to see them approach. I'd like them city. eventually combine if they really are serious about the universe. Yeah, I, well, and I would like to make them see them make reference to other cities that we haven't seen and we sure. won't see because it doesn't yeah. make sense for them to all be in New York. 
only in New York <laughs> or go to the next round and be like, oh, it's only New York and, and San Francisco. It's like, there's a lot of country to cover in right. the middle of that. Right. Um, so this one was great. This one was amazing. Actually. Oh, my God. This was the so reveal. fucking great. It and it wasn't really a reveal. We all saw it coming. But then this Well, they've talked about it for it. about four years now. Yeah. It's great that they're doing They're finally working on it. They're finally working on yeah. it. And this reveal of official announcement of sorts. Yeah. Um, so friggin. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. Um, so I'm going to say the character names because that's what they were when they did this. <laughs> Derek Zoolander and Hansel. And, and Hansel. He's so hot right Total, now. Yeah, right? Friggin' <laughs> um, crashed the Milan Fashion Week and Paris, showed up yeah, in character. No, it was Milan. I was seeing a ton of headlines about Paris What's Fashion fu- Week. Wow, yeah, because a lot of stuff I was reading was also saying that they were in Milan. Maybe it, maybe, maybe they did week, both. <laughs> maybe all week fucking did yeah. both. I mean, that would make sense for Fashion Week because Milan is the – Milan and Paris are the, the number – or the t- both of them are number one for the, the top fashion in the world. Yeah, and then so, it's like New York. Yeah, it goes from there. I saw this great video. I don't know if you guys saw it of this guy who was basically taking like a selfie video. No, I I, po- I posted that one. Was as that well. one you were posting? Yeah. What's okay. funny is he helped put him in makeup. That oh, guy okay. knows him. Yeah, oh, okay. I was I thought oh, it was a random was funny, guy because like for those Derek Zoolander stole staged. my phone. Yeah, and like he takes it, he just keeps doing like facial poses to his phone, and then oh, like, did he do a blue steel? Oh, he just did all of his yeah. like goofy little head nods and fucking. It's like, hilarious. It was great. But yeah, apparently that guy worked directly with uh, with him on okay. that. So I don't know if the stealing left. the phone was planned, but certainly <laughs> being front row and taking the video and then just the snap grab was like, I- I'm taking a phone from someone I know. So it wasn't nearly as ridiculous, but still great reveal, fantastic way to start that off. Um, I know February like... 2016 is yeah. when it's coming out. And I know there's, like, a ton of people, like, from kind of, like, the a little bit older generation. Like, there's a lot of, like, 30s and 40s people yeah. that are on review sites and that are, like, I don't know if Zoolander 2 is what we need and everything. I'm like, no, fuck that. That movie is great. The characters are hilarious. There's been enough time for them both to kind of grow in age. I, and now we can have a great little, I like, wish it was sooner, but still. Like, it's the like story you still line, want it. It's you Zoolander. can kind of, we can kind of, of speculate. cult movies. Yeah, ever. we can slightly speculate. It's probably going to be that they're old and they're trying to be male models trying to survive in a world where they're old <laughs> and they they're not they're not able to keep wanna, up with the young guys because i want to see really what funny. happened to the institute for people who can't i'm hoping that's good. there and then i'm uh we also do know already that uh will ferrell will be coming back excellent as uh mugatu mugatu yeah, yeah. yeah. whether he's in prison or doing another new fashion thing i don't oh, know God, but he's returning will ferrell man uh, like the guy I don't know what, what is it this? is about him, but he's a so school funny. for ants. <laughs> Still my favorite line. He's like, I love Will Ferrell's reaction. He's like, uh, it's a model. It's a model. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. You're right. That's exactly what we need to do. Um, what is this? A macchiato with cream? You know, this makes me all farty and bloaty. Oh, <laughs> uh, such a great movie. Anyways, uh, you will become continuing, continuing, <laughs> Oh, uh, Tim Burton has signed on to direct Dumbo. I'm done. Uh, I'm done. Rip childhood. Just, it's dumb. Thank you. I was actually about to say that. Oh, exactly. No. Well, yeah. Oh, wait. Um, Tim Burton is pretty much signed on. It feels like to produce or direct every live action interpretation of a Disney film. Is it a live action too? 
It's gonna be oh, live action. It's gonna be live Some action. Sorts. Oh yeah, my pro- God. They probably will do something like they did with Alice in Wonderland, where there'll be a few a lot of CGI CG, yeah, things. Well, I'm assuming that Dumbo will be entirely CGI. Uh, I could see them doing an elephant, It'll except for when it and flies, half. and then they're gonna do some motion capture with CGI stuff to get like a nearly photorealistic elephant. I'm, just, I'm so turned off with the Disney Tim Burton partnership at this point i mean really like i know the, here's the thing the reason why they did it was because regardless of its critical view uh alice in wonderland it brought made money bank brought yeah. money and they're just assuming that this partnership will do the same again well, and well, i don't Leficent, think so maleficent the criti- brought money too that's and again part. critically panned I was, critically I, was panned. Say, I thought that was pretty bad overall yeah really? it was and it was critically did you guys panned, watch it? it made money no. it made money you like seen it? crazy i've seen it it was okay yeah it, it was it okay ruined, it ruined a lot of the the best I hate of, that, of, that of Maleficent Angelina Jolie forced them to change it into a purely like technically a hero's a tragic yeah, hero's tale it was, it was, it was dumb. dumb it was just it was kind of like you saw it coming and there was no surprise and not to say that Charlton Copley didn't do a good job with what he was given, but again, yeah, again he was made. But out going to be a back villain. to the whole Alice in Wonderworld thing, I think that was more the success out of that was mainly from Johnny Depp, especially with and and the with, imagery in general. And the I fact feel like that, that they, was kind yeah. of just like his pinnacle of just like Disney just only well, got him everywhere. And that was also when Johnny like Depp pirates. was still like kind of a hot actor and selling tickets. Now For that's acting weird. not so much. <clears throat> no, yeah, people no. have been turned off a lot by his performance because he does one movie every fucking month. It feels like There's well, and more so, out. he's always the same archetype. Well, and like I was telling him, like I'm, I'm hoping that if he was, if he gets involved with Marvel or DC to some capacity, that he goes back to more of like a, uh, what was that mob movie he was in, if Public can, Enemies? No, that was terrible. Well, no, the movie was bad, but like his seriousness of the role is what I would like to out of him again. Is that like let me pursue a role with actual intent rather than fucking Look, be quirky and weird. If he can go back to his days where he was doing something like uh Charlie Wood and something like the really classic yeah, yeah, yeah. movies he was doing. Yeah. I will be excited. I want to see him in a good drama where he's doing serious acting and something kind of like and quirky it, well, but serious. And then I can take him seriously again. That is not transcendence. Well, that wasn't any type of quirky or serious because he just phoned in the fucking thing the entire time. Literally, yeah. I heard some rumors that he was just on like like call. For well, like that pretty much makes movie. sense because well, he's a voice for almost <laughs> yeah, the whole movie. Yeah, he's a voice for most of it. Um, I am so beyond excited. <laughs> Tron Three is filming in Vancouver in the fall. <laughs> you know the funny, th- funny and thing, and I about- am pretty much bouncing in my seat all the time whenever I'm like. It's happening. The funniest thing about Tron Legacy is I wasn't even aware it was a sequel until I went and saw it. I thought it yeah. was a, I thought it was a re- well, was like a thing. hard reboot, which it kind of technically is, but, but I thought it was like still, a sequel. It's, it's still a direct a sequel. sequel. Yeah. I mean, it's a 25-year direct sequel. Right. Like 25 right. years have passed yeah. both in real life and in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it was weird to see Jeff Bridges' CG like that. When you're in theaters, still, if, if it looked legitimate, once I brought it, it the movie home, the it looked world. fake. Yeah. Like it's, well, that was the weird thing. Good. Like I was saying, just like – in theaters, it fooled me really well with the way that the CG looked and with the 3D glasses it on. Like, it all really looked realistic. And then the moment I brought the movie home and watched it on TV, I was like, oh, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> it's, it's pretty <laughs> obvious. But again, it works because it's the digital aspect. Well, and then once you're, what's funny is once you see Clue, Clue looked pretty legit the whole time because it's all in that CG realm and they were able to kind of really doctor the lighting and everything really well. Mm-hmm. But that moment when Jeff Bridges is saying goodnight to his son is the moment where I'm like, oh, man, he looks animated every time now. I'll have to go back and watch it again. I've watched that first I, part. At least. The number of times I've fallen asleep watching Tron at the exact same scene every single time 
when he's getting his clothes removed and put in the Tron suit. Every single time that's the scene, I fall asleep. Here's at. here's the thing. Like for me, when I went into Tron Legacy, um, fucking trashed. You were trashed. <laughs> oh, I'll be honest. First time I saw it, I was trashed. Second time I was pretty sober, but it was just a matter of like that first time. My buddy was like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be great." There's all this like tr- you know. Friggin' Daft Punk's doing the music. It's going to be this light Here's show. Here's the thing. The dialogue wasn't as good as it could be. Oh, absolutely. The oh, set pieces garbage. were incredible, and Daft Punk did a really they good job on the soundtrack. Oh the only reason Amazing. why I put Tron yeah. on before bed is because I want that soundtrack playing yeah. while I fall asleep. Yeah, soundtrack and is it was, so good. It was so good. So, honestly... Did you guys... Also, side note. Did you guys watch Tron Uprising, the cartoon, when it was... Yes, I did. Actually, okay. that I was really good. That, I did not. I that was really good. It was on good. Disney XD, and then for a long time, for about or three months last summer, no, two summers ago, um, you could watch it on Netflix. Oh. Yeah, that's um, actually when I saw it. Yeah. I watched the series so two entire times before Netflix, it was yeah. off. It was really good. Um, yeah, Elijah and Wood. And that's really what I'm excited about. Is like I hope they take their mistakes and their successes, especially yeah. with. Um, uprising and kind of like be like hey this is what we've got now and please keep daft punk on that soundtrack they did a oh really i'll say God. this we know a few things so we know one thing for that kind tron of probably survived the ocean of memories yeah oh my god i um, thought about that that's totally right. what they're gonna he do he swapped from he went he switched back to his old programming well it was meant to like have yeah yeah movie. obviously yeah. yeah like it just didn't do well financially well no it, so it, it took a it while. barely broke even it yeah, was that's what it, I'm saying. It, they spent 170 and they made 173 millions yeah. for both but but i think uprising showed them that there are is i hope because that show from what i've read online i was think just maybe panned do... in terms of views it just was not watched but it came out then it on was, streaming services well and even then though like the streaming like we're thinking about it like it's still not on there there's shows that are watched they no, keep so that means that people weren't watching it I think, like, you made the comment of, like, threes are never really particularly successful. Like, it's usually the twos are the most successful. I feel like... Not, in the, uh, well, in some things. Well, let me put it this way. The reason behind that, Not and actually problems. even uh, Inside Gaming really did a really good job, or I should say Funhouse now, but uh, those guys Funhouse. did a really good job of explaining why, and that's because in number two, since you know you're not going to be finishing the series, you can kind of just do a fuck all and really go all out with your ideas. Because you know that by three, you've got to rein it all in and close off the storyline if you're doing a full trilogy rather than a saga or something. Yeah, two is good in everything except for one thing, comedies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Comedies but regardless, are regardless, I think the, that the like ones. the general Just audience. Just financially, though, the third is always pulls in the most money, mm-hmm. but is usually the one that's most critically panned in terms of being disappointed with the way it ends. But that's because you got to end the series. Like, endings are never really fun. Yeah. I think Legacy, though, was kind of like a middle ground where it was like a lot of people that went to see it felt ambivalent about it, but then they recognized the successes of what they were able to accomplish with the movie. And those successes were good. It, the, there's... Two big things I think are going to occur. So, yeah. Want, um, Tron's coming back, obviously, the good guy. Yeah. Um, we're going to have. Not necessarily MCP from the first one, but we're gonna have like a revised version of him of sorts because um the son of the CEO, the evil CEO in the original Tron is this the guy the programmer in the beginning of Tron two who's got the beard who's like, I gotta fix this and he pushes it the fun down and he types something and he's like, There it's done, it's fixed. That guy is the son of the villain from the first movie, and we've seen him but we haven't seen him do much beyond that. So I could easily see we see Sam and him have a very big conflict within the digital world. But also we have now we have um, ISOs existing in the real world. 
which brings about a whole new realm of weirdness. So I'm, I'm excited. excited. I am yeah, so I am beyond excited. excited. I want to go see that movie again. Like you were saying, Cody, it's like, it's one of those things. Like I kind of want to rewatch the both of them. So I can, again, we just sat down and watched eyes. Tron one, like three weeks ago. And I still have Tron two in my DVD player in my red bedroom. Nice. <laughs> like there's a, that yeah, I watch. Oh, I absorb that movie. I love that movie. Regardless of its faults, I still adore that film. It's just like for me, it's like the closest thing to one of one of. There's a few few movies that, yeah. that get close, but it's one of those like cyberpunky feels. Oh, it's so good because of its digital. Um, but yeah, excitement around for that. So, um, yeah, this one's just kind of really great philanthropy. Um, Robert Downey Jr. presented a bionic arm to a kid who had was it an amputee situation or just so. yeah. a defect? Okay, so it was amputee. Um, Iron Man themed uh, prosthetic limb that works off of his thoughts. So we're actually at that point where you, it's mild, you know, it's just grab and grab. Like it's, it's literally just grab, let go, but really cool that Robert Downey Jr. Took the time out of his busy schedule to make a trip and, and make this kid's day, week, month, year at this point life, life. Um, but yeah, really awesome. Um, here's one that actually is also filtering down into marvel but disney is cracking down on smoking in their products um their films will no longer feature any form of smoking unless it's pg or it's P above pg-13 yeah and there's Rated no R. when is that gonna happen i was gonna yeah. say yeah but in turn marvel is following suit in their comics and their films was it in comics too i thought it was just in films <sighs> i hope it's I just feel films. Like it's just films it's probably just film well i'm worried about tv too yeah, it might be affected a little bit yeah it's just marvel studios movies According to this article, at least. Yeah. Still, though, I don't agree with it, at least in the sense of, of Marvel's arm of it. I understand that they they are have to be beholden to Walt Disney's decisions, but if a person smokes, they smoke. If they don't, they don't. Right. We're not we're not at a point anymore where smoking in films is glorified or, or any sort of thing like that. Usually, it's just a one-off kind of situation where a guy's like, hold on, I got And he does it. Because guess what? We all have a friend... Every time you go out to eat or something, it's like, I'm going to step out and smoke. And they step outside and they have a smoke. And it's just like, okay, that's their thing, whatever. And I really don't like anything that pulls farther away from reality. And this is a decision that pulls farther away from reality. Because we don't live in a world where people don't smoke. Come on. We've been, yeah. we've been smoking for hundreds and hundreds of years. Why are we suddenly just going to stop because Disney said so? Well, now we're just going to you know, start smoking weed more. Uh, no, because <laughs> guess what? Disney's Puritan pretty much in their behavior. I oh, know. except for putting penises in images of Little Mermaid. <laughs> Let's put as much phallic references in any 90 cartoons you grew up in. Yeah, that. right. Um, moving on. Uh, Thunderbirds Go had a trailer. You saw it. I didn't actually watch it either. So I watched it right before just so I could have a point of reference on it. And honestly, I mean... It's a cartoon movie, uh, animated feature, and uh, are they not doing marionettes, whatever. or is it just modeled marionettes? No, it's it looks cartoon from what uh, I saw. That's fucking lame. I would have been happier saying. if it I was, was like I was ambivalent about it because it took away the thing that was kind of interesting about it, and yeah, it's just screen grabs. Yeah, it's just it's kind of like whatever for me. It um it's Thunderbirds. I've never really been a Thunderbirds uh, fan. I know why it was popular. I don't care. I don't care. That's that's the the real. It does look really fucking dumb. That's what I'm saying. Like it looks like it's built for kids. Fine. Kids I would have been happier. Have fun with it. I would have been happier if they had done 
kind of like the Lego movie where they take a, a scan of the real objects used originally, so in this case marionettes, and then model the marionettes moving so that you can have an easier time making the film than stop motion marionettes. <sighs> this whole pure CG bullshit, I'm so done. I wanted a, a Team America that wasn't done with that kind no, of No, it's reverse. Yeah, it's the it's complete o- like opposite. It looks more like... I saw it just now. Yeah. Look, it reminds me of Clone Wars animation style. That kind of like really blocky, weird... And, I mean, I'll admit, <sighs> Clone Wars at the beginning kind of sucked, and then later on it got much, much better, and it was good. But that's yeah, because the story was good, not it's, the animation. I've tried pushing I myself really through season animation. one, and I hate it. No, I, I understand. It's a hard sell, because that's what my, I... I almost want to find with. a really nice place where I can just jump in midway to get into the good stuff, because I know the good stuff happens right around four or five, and then from the there The season goes. that George Lucas had cut. Yeah, yeah the good well, stuff. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Uh, this is TV, also internet-based, but... Um, oh, shit, sorry. Shit, shit, hold on. Yeah, Movies so still. Star Wars... 8 was announced, mm. yeah. This um, release trailer, or the release date for it, more or less. Yeah, what was that, June 20-something? Something like... Wait, for no. Star Wars 8? Yeah. No, or no, yes, you're right, because it is moving to a May-June date. Oh, I think it, it might have even Found been it. Hold on one sec. It's yeah. loading, 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 and <laughs> it's still loading. <laughs> but Jesus, the other thing with it look. is that Rogue One was announced. Yeah, and we, we speculated lightly and on that's that. And we just really speculate exciting. that we're going to see something um, either pertaining to the time before Episode 4 or the time before Episode 8. Or 7, I mean. Yeah, after after Episode Or we could see something six. between 7 and 8 for all we know at this point, but that's less likely. That's our yeah. third, like, it's possible. But... I think the focus here is relating it either back to the core trilogy, what everyone loves, yeah. or relating it to the new trilogy that they're making, which means that they would fill in that Got gap it. between uh, 6 and 7. Episode 8 will be May 26th, 2017, right. and Rogue One saying, yeah. will be December 16th, 2016. So we'll actually get Rogue One one year after... The release of this episode seven, seven. and then and contending half. well actually right between um two of marvel films is when episode eight will hit right between them that's fine i okay. think it i i don't think i don't think star wars will affect anything marvel related just because it's its own draw financially that's the only way is, I is doubt if, it. if they come I out doubt with, it if star wars is so huge the, no no that's the thing is i think they're both too big they don't want to shoot themselves in the foot because some people budget themselves in a way that they can't see things on certain weekends sure it, because I, we're a little bit more privileged and able to see those had, films if they had come out within a month of each other maybe that's the thing though is that two of them are coming out in the same month okay that's see, now why i, I said oh may... i thought you said there was like a, a separation no i wish there was i wish it that that uh if they're coming out episode the eight month, oh, i wish episode eight would come out one no literally two weeks later than it is if it comes out two weeks later than it currently is it'll sit right between two major marvel films it could always get moved back depending yeah, on shoes. i'm hoping i'm hoping just that that two weeks honestly because it's sitting in a spot that's just barely gonna fringe on the first marvel film of 2017 What's the first one for 2017? Uh, I don't want to look it up right now, but <laughs> I want to say like Black Thor? Panther. I think it's Thor now. No, I think it got no, because Thor's in November. Man. Thor's in November. Oh yeah, Thor was the one that affected November it, not 2016, else, yeah. and then whatever comes right after Thor, and I think it's I want to say it's Black Panther. It could be Avengers Part One, which then you have Avengers Part One, and then three weeks after Avengers mm-hmm. Part One, you have Star Wars Eight. I'm looking right now. Which three weeks is a little too close to be the cutting. first one of 2017? Yeah, yeah. Is 
Here we go. First one of 27. The very first Marvel film of 2017 is Guardians 2. Oh, jeez. Okay, see, now that's even worse because they are both sci-fi flicks. Yeah, it's... Ouch. Guardians 2. What happened? Got it What's the and second then... one of Marvel for 2017? Thor. Ragnar- no. Or... No. Black Panther is not until 2018 now. Okay, 2018. With its pushing back from uh, Spider-Man. What's the second 2017 film? Thor. That's not accurate. Okay. <laughs> because in 20... Yeah, because we're having Captain America and Thor in the same year. We have Captain America 3, Spider-Man, then Thor. That's the order. Not according for, to what I'm looking at. So uh, if you can prove me otherwise, let me know. No one has accurate anything because I've seen three different sites with three different listings before. Well, regardless, if a movie is coming out close to Star Wars 8, um, it won't be Star Wars 8 that gets hurt. It will be the Marvel movie, unfortunately. A little bit based on what you're saying. I mean, I'd like to assume that families will compensate for it, but you never know. You never know with some people's budget schedules. So we'll see. But I think it would be best to move it a little bit. Um. But yeah, what's that? I can't read all that. I have um, Gendy Tartakovsky is working on something. Popeye? Is it Popeye? Okay, no, Popeye. left Popeye. Left oh, that's Popeye. right. He left Popeye. Okay. I remember that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, at that move, that the whole thing, the whole Thor idea Because Thor comes out November it, like 3rd, whatever. 2017. Yeah. So there's probably, you know what it probably is? It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man's in July. That's right. Okay. So this that's what I'm going to talk about that. Yep. My apologies. No worries. Um, but yeah, the, I, the whole that, thing yeah. when I heard about this Popeye shenanigans is just like, I've kind of been Whatever. like ambivalent about it. So somebody's leaving it makes the project look even worse. Whatever. Yeah. Well, and Getty Tartakovsky is the guy that worked on Samurai Jack, um, Dexter's Lab. <sighs> yeah, he's so good. Every one of those like angled 90s Cartoon Network series he worked on. So it's really kind of sad to see him go on something like this just because it loses out on someone that can do a really good amount of creative um, power. Right, right. Um, but yeah. Next piece. I don't even know. I can't. Oh, okay. Uh, um, it looks like I can't read any of that Beauty over here. and the Beast. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Josh Gad mm-hmm. got cast in that. I've been seeing ads like crazy for Josh Gad and Billy Crystal's show that I don't care about, the comedians. Oh, I actually haven't even seen anything on that yet. I, well, I have cable, and so, of course, oh, they're yeah. fucking I don't watch much spamming. TV now. Is honestly, What's the thing is, like, we were, me and Katie were catching up on Archer because the all of uh, Archer season Vice is, is on, on Netflix. Netflix and then I I've yeah. been recording all of season 6 at the same time. Oh yeah. So I've I'm now caught all the way up to where it's at currently as it releases. Oh, damn. And nice. every 5 seconds feels like a Billy Crystal Josh Gad the comedian's commercial it feels like. That must be annoying. I mean honestly Josh Gad is is okay. You know, it's it's kind of whatever for me. I mean he's still a relatively young actor so we'll see how he does and I wish him luck. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, if you think about the full cast now, it's just kind of weird because you got Emma Watson, you got that kid that we don't really know very well. We've got Josh Gad, and we've got um, we said it last week, and I keep blanking, but it's uh, the guy from um, Dracula, whatever. Uh, oh, Chris. Er, no, uh, no. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You, you got, you're on the right thought process. It's it, the guy that reminds me of a uh, a more awesome version of Orlando Bloom. Son of a bitch. But I always I, think of this him. This is the terrible thing because I I love the like I love him. Yeah, <laughs> I really awesome. enjoy his films and I love the way he acts. But yeah, he was great in. Uh, honestly, he was actually one of are the we, best part of the Lord of the Rings. How close are we in? We're the last more? piece of news is Josh Jack 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 Huston Houston. 
Jack Huston, I think. Huston? Yeah. Okay. Remake of the Crow. So he is up for that. Yes. Uh, which is interesting, to say the least. And that's that's literally it. It's just interesting. Yeah. Most. I mean, until I see a trailer, I'm not gonna say anything more about that movie. With that, um, I let's think take a quick yeah, let's short take a break. break. We're not gonna I do agree. a topic this I week. Would, yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. No One topic. more segment of news, which will be TV and gaming. We'll come yep, back to you. I agree. Welcome back to the Geek Domination Podcast. Here we are in the second what half of Nerdly about? News. All that we have left today to cover is TV and gaming. It feels like it's fucking gone on forever. <laughs> oh, this is the news? Just news. <laughs> well, the fact that we're spending so another much hour on news so is pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not dedicating a full hour, but we're hoping it's less. It's going to be about an hour. But it's going to be an hour. <laughs> we're aware. <laughs> we're hoping it's not going to be an hour, but it's probably going to be an hour. The perfect point of this is looking back through the last segment, we spent a half an hour on comic book, which is like seven pieces of news. Absolutely. Which, which then again, I, I, which I also clarified to you, was also like we covered each character, which didn't help. And in addition to that, we also tied into the fact that they were trying to bring it in line with the movies to some degree although i will say but that now Manus- we're talking about news of last news so let's move on yeah yeah let's move <laughs> on. um all right so first point is um sam simon who helped croak create uh the simpsons died at age 59 this week sad to say that he's gone um never never could get into the simpsons really really i i think i got up until about season four or five and that's when i kind of it mm. kind of got old for me I got there more, was a point i had a friend i understand that i didn't that. love it i will say like there is like just so that we're clear to our, our listeners like there is an age gap here between all of us like not i'm 25 huge. Not i huge. was born the year that the simpsons were created yeah right. but it does affect you it, that's the thing is though, it does affect where you jump in yeah. it, i mean a difference of one year could be a difference of of an ocean I mean, it's, so, it's the longest-running animated TV show. Yes. Yeah. Um, For a reason. It's tactile. It, it, it's got a very specific contract with Fox where they're allowed to criticize Fox. It's really great for that because not enough people criticize Fox appropriately. I think, um, like, but I had a friend who yeah. he was hanging out with all the time who loved Simpsons and specifically the, um, I don't know how to really classify him. It was like the Road Rage, and there was like Hit and Run, like all the Simpsons video games. Uh, hit and like, Run you know, was immaculate. I loved that game. <coughs> hit and Run. What was the other one? Was it? Oh, it was Road know. Rage. No, there was an arcade one that was awesome. Yeah, I there loved was. the arcade. But all those like game, Simpsons. Kind of hit and Run was the one that was on Xbox, PS2, and GameCube. That was great, where you actually got to explore the city. Well, a it lot. was it was uh, the taxi ca- cab driver yeah, well, equivalent of Simpsons. No, it had a lot more. It was more like GTA. It was oh, yeah, GTA. Well, what you're thinking yeah. of is what I think is called. Your Road Rage is what is you're thinking of. Is it called Road Rage? Yeah, Road Rage is the taxi cab. Oh, okay. See, here's Hit, my thing yeah. with that Hit game. Was it was awesome. bad, Yeah, but it was stupid fun. Right. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was basically Crazy Taxi. Hit and yeah, Run. Yeah, that's, that's the one I'm that's talking about. That's the one, right? yeah. yeah. So Hit and Run Hit was, was uh, awesome. basically GTA meets Simpsons, where See, you got to run I around as each character, every costume for that character. You got to run around all of the cities, like the pieces, set pieces of the Simpsons universe, like... You go to the Capitol Hill and actually go visit like Moe's Tavern, which is just down the street. You can oh, actually awesome. go to it's great uh, the Quickie Mart section, which is like the so it's suburban um, Evergreen Terrace and Quickie Mart and the school. Nice. Like you had sections of areas of cities that you could go to. Uh, it sounds like the reasons why you love that one are the reasons why I love Stick of Truth for South Park. Yes, like, well, I love like Stick of Truth. I love Stick of Truth. Stick of Truth was amazing. But with with uh, Simpsons, like you got to you know you j- you actually jumped up on stuff. There was some platforming stuff involved. There was mm. like collectathon. Yeah, just a collective fun at that point. Um, they they ran through. So, like, that's kind of the thing is that, like, I was enamored with The Simpsons through pretty much the 2000s, or not the 2000s, sorry, 
pre 2000s everything up until like 2003 ish like i remember falling off of simpsons sometime around like 2005 completely just falling off it was it was like two years before the film came out i think that i just completely stopped watching but there was a time in there a nice little window between like the early 90s and that like early 2000s that i just devoted to watching the simpsons so like this is kind of sad for me just to know that like okay the, one yeah. of the creators is gone absolutely <clears throat> um ruby for those of you that like us love that series that was created by the late um Montium. Thank you, Montium. I don't know why I blanked for a sec. Um, has been confirmed they're going to continue the series. Yeah. Um, Which we kind of figured it was going to. If we they, assumed. If they didn't, I feel like it would have been. It would have um, been kind of shitty to the series because it, it just and left would have been a freaking um, a riot. Basically. Like to the to the series itself. I oh, yeah. mean, like that's where it's. And shitty here's towards. the thing: like whenever somebody high profile dies involved yeah. with a project or with a movie, anything, anything. People always want to go with, well, what's the right way to respect the man? The right way to respect the man is continue on his work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Especially like, since no, there were so many people involved. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So there's, like, he was just the producer at that point. He had so many people. He had almost an entire writing team underneath him for him. And there was yeah, uh, Miles Carey and, and uh, Miles were yeah. working with him at the story at that point. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. The only thing that I assume is going to suffer are the Asian dance sequences. Because <laughs> that's something Monty <laughs> Ohm nailed because he, he motion capped all of them. Yep. Uh, beyond that, I don't think much Wait, else. Wait, he did. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Did you watch? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Did you watch the uh, behind the scenes where he kind of like he would just go to DR machines and just own them? Oh yeah, that's that's how they did it. That, that well, that's the thing though. That's not how they did it in the series. But he would show off. He would go to like convention okay. stuff. Was, wasn't they? They talked about it in that podcast. There was, yeah. I think it was an RTX I did where it was the the Monty Um experience. Yeah. Monty Um experience. It was just him at a, a DDR booth all going weekend, to town, just destroying people. Yeah, because he would nice. go. He would get it right while also doing crazy moves, like so doing like, full on K-pop. He's fucking style. showing that shit off. That's why in season two of Ruby, there's that whole dance sequence. I'm, that's all him. Heresy. I have not seen one episode. Oh my god, I've only seen half the first season. Okay, well, no, luckily both are on Netflix. Yep. And I, yeah, was, season I've, one is I'm, one I'm movie, and then season it. two is another movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm ab- I'm about to watch it because yeah. uh, I've been like interested in it, obviously. And with this unfortunate advent of this moment, yeah, yeah I, we were there for the the world premiere of Ruby. The what's RTX funny is I had one of those moments 13. of like they were at the album. You're right, too. you are right. We were there for the premiere of season one, no, the world premiere of Ruby. Yeah, that's right. Um, that same weekend, I had one of those oh shit, I don't have something for you to sign moments, and got him to sign seasons one through five of Red versus Blue yeah. that he took no part in. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like he understood. He's like, oh, I get it. You don't have anything. I'll just sign. No, he was just like, "Oh, it's the classics." The like, classics. Yeah, he kind of said it like that, but it was great. It was it was good to see him that time, and and uh, it's sad that he's gone, but we're happy that it's moving forward. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> is just <laughs> I we laugh, but it's pretty fucking horrible. A French uh, reality TV show has just had its entire cast of ten die <laughs> in a plane crash. We all have joked over the years about Survivor and all the series that make you sign, like, sign away your life, essentially, because then they, your families can't take prosecution action against the showrunners or the show itself or the or the company that created it or anything like that. And here we have an instance where it finally happened. Someone actually died in the making of a reality show. Just happens. Ten, ten people, people. Ten people died. And it's, the, it's a show called Dropped. Yep. Which is basically... So they dropped from existence. <laughs> right. No, but it's based... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so everybody knows, in honor of St. Patty's Day, in honor of St. Patty's Day, we've been drinking. 
<laughs> I'm up to about two beers. Cody's right about it at two beers. Anthony's at three and a half, and he's he's feeling it. No <laughs> filter. So have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. Regardless, um, it's it's basically taking like like prominent athletes and like dropping them. Right. Into, yeah. Like, some of these guys were Olympic athletes. Oh yeah. And... There was a um. Let's see. Carnio Mufat. I don't know. How to say his names. Olympic champion, having won Olympic or numerous Olympic medals, including a gold 400 meter freestyle for swimming in 2012. Um, Alexis Fastine, also an Olympian, won a bronze medal in 2008 for boxing. Right? Isn't that a little fucked up that we have Olympic athletes then go on to reality TV show personalities? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a French reality show, so it's got different attitudes about what will be reality to them and in this I case suppose. it was athletes but they died they all died <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and they died <laughs> but yeah so it's just sad and and also at the same time kind of ironic and funny that it finally did happen and just happened in the worst possible way seriously like it couldn't even be like oh one person died nope, it was uh, the entire cast crashed into each other and yeah like people died yeah two helicopters crashed into each other then the ground killing all. How did the hell? Like, how did I don't they know. get into a scenario where the helicopters crashed into each other? Probably some form of turbulence with a slightly inexperienced, low cost pilots. Anything. I would assume that's the case. Personally, that's what I would assume. Probably. I mean, if they're hiring Olympic athletes and paying them, they're probably going to cut corners elsewhere. And experienced pilots is one area they could probably do. At least and the pilots thought. probably they did thought. too. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Oh, no, he lived. <laughs> Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. Like, really? Are you going to tell him that? Um, anyways, I'm going to move on because of time. But, yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, Top Gear, uh, Clarkson has been suspended. For those of us who are big Top Gear fans. Jeremy love, Clarkson, the petrol head. Exactly. Of the show. Has died. Or <laughs> <laughs> no, what the suspended. fuck? I know. I know. No, he's just been suspended. Um, I didn't really see the reasoning why. Did you see that okay, part? Here's, yeah. here's the reasoning why. So it's a combination of two things. There have been in the past allegations that he said some racist remarks. That was what I remembered in the past, but they've never been fully explained or <laughs> he kind aired. of mumbles. So, so that doesn't help. He mumbles a bit, but it's one of those things where it's like it's never been fully recognized. Nobody knows for sure. So that's yep. a side thing, but it does increase the point that he also got into a fight yeah. recently, an altercation was with, with a producer. Yeah, the showrunner. Of the yeah, show. the, the article used the yeah. term fracas. Fracas. What? Probably a European term fracas. for an argument, I would assume. Fracas yeah, it was definition. an argument that that reached a critical point and a essentially noisy argument or fight. Yes. Yep. And well, a ruckus of sorts, but <laughs> exactly, two people. A ruckus. Yes. Um. But it reached a point where BBC was like, "No, we gotta, we gotta teach you some manners or something," you know. And they suspended, yeah. suspended Jeremy Clarkson. Now, here's the thing, though. Along those lines of Jeremy Clarkson being suspended, they've also said that they are going to wait to air any episodes of the latest season of Top yep. Gear, yep. which means that essentially weeks from their release schedule are now missing. And the fans, of course, are feeling that they are being punished for someone else's actions. There is a and petition. on top of that, they don't even think it's a big deal to begin with, of course. It's a fracas. It's, it's a fracas. fracas. Um, you know, whatever. Yeah, and there's, there's a petition things. going, yeah, like uh, you're saying. Yeah. Um, I've also seen other members of the cast share his LinkedIn. 
saying quotes like, would you hire this man? Exactly. Essentially a litany of people both attached to the show, people who are not attached to the show, who are really pushing for him to join back on for for the sake of the showrunner basically forgiving him and saying like okay come back because we need to we need to get shit going well it's one it's, of those things where he, like it's mainly a suspension but it's it's affecting like the show's production schedule in a yeah. sense yeah because of those exact things and yeah honestly look at it there is no point where you shouldn't be able to not control your talent i do agree with that and yeah some lessons have to be taught but if those lessons are being taught at the expense of fans, then right. there's going to be an outcry, and well, that's just in happening. Yeah. Well, I also think it also buys them a little bit of time because I feel like they've also been slowly running out of ideas for the kind of bigger scale stuff that they do. Because like I've watched most of the big stuff across every episode, every season, and it gets insane. So like I, I'm sure oh, they're yeah. running low on ideas, Agreed. and this could be a giant publicity based they... to time i think that is the biggest thing from this and also they do have ideas it's just yeah i think this is a huge publicity stunt at the end of the day well in coordination because i've got to coordinate with foreign countries like i remember the big gtr versus the light or the the bullet train one from oh, like, yeah, like was... season eight or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. i'm sure that had to take time like lots of, of course time. but yeah so that's that's a the thing they and get to sucks. do some crazy stuff in some awesome crazy stuff. countries yeah at least it, yeah Captain Slow fucking getting to drive the Bugatti Veyron oh around God. that track. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, um, this one, Cody and I are, again, just super excited. This is tying into what we talked about in the first part. Um, Digimon Adventure Try. Yeah, the 15th anniversary set six, six years. years. It's six so years. weird. So it's six years after the original series, the original or Digimon that's going to deal with the original cast again. We've um, seen a sort of trailer that's more of just a lot of words and images from the original mm-hmm. series and we've also seen the poster art which i will point out it toned down a lot of the color palette and it. it looks so good it looks it looks adult it looks mature at least mm-hmm. in the sense of understanding that they're adults now essentially the 17 year olds but adults in spirit so it's yeah it's 6 years after the original 3 if... years after season 2 if that gives them more of an excuse to play more ska music like they did in the <laughs> Digimon right? movie, I'm all for it. Right. Fucking um, less than Jake. But I'm curious because it's going to be a full season, which in Japan, well, could consist of a fucking four-season run in America, which that's a lot of content to recover if it's that long. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, super cool thing is that all the original um, voice actors from the original Japanese. Japanese airing will be returning. Well, and like I was referencing before, the voice actor for Ty, excuse me, has said that he will gladly return to the role as the only voice career or voice acting role that he'll do going forward. So, do you know who else will be returning to their voice acting roles in the future? The entire cast of Metalocalypse for season five. Segway. Sure. Segway. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that's metal, the it's metal. I'm pretty sure it just yeah just ruined all the mics, but um. <laughs> So, uh, Metal Ocalypse 5, Season 5, confirmed. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we thing. knew we knew this was going to wind up happening because yeah, the musical so popular. leaves off with this perfect like cliffhanger moment of like, okay, they're reunited again. 
okay, they've come to terms with their past. What's going to happen? Like, are we actually going to experience the real final Metalocalypse? Because that's the whole tease from season one was that these five <laughs> will bring about the Metalocalypse yeah. Yeah. with their band Death Clock. Literally Death Clock. Yeah. Well, spelled in it's really silly ways. Clock. Yep. They Did are a Death it? Clock of the Metalocalypse. Yes, we get it. Simmer down. Yeah. I don't know if I can. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think that's possible. But I am very happy that this was announced. I am going to make sure that my DVR is set and recording See, all of those here's episodes. here's my problem. Um, I'm caught up through season two, but I'm missing on three and four. I think I own three. Um, one of my ex-roommates had season four, so I want to get that. And then, well, I'm, I'm going to wind up buying it myself. So, I mean, and then uh, I'm going to buy the musical when that finally actually releases. It hasn't even released yet. There's a musical? Yeah, a, a uh, hour and a half long <laughs> musical done closing at the end of season four that was this huge event. It has an, uh, what was it, the, the, the clock apocalypse, I want to say. Apocalypse. Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, That's great. When I, once I found about it, because it aired last November, um, I proceeded to look around every possible avenue. I wound up buying it on Google Play so that I could watch it immediately on my Chromecast. That's how much I needed. I bought the album in full right away once I found out about oh, it shit. for that musical. <laughs> and it is amazing. Like Nice. You know what? When you're coming down from this, I'll put it on. <laughs> because it's not that long. I don't even think it's an hour and a half. I think it's actually 45 minutes, if I really remember correctly. I got to I gotta be somewhere right. by 7. Okay. Well, okay. well, we'll find out if we have time for it. Okay. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick but yeah it's, it's fantastic i'm excited sweet um continuing on uh the sh- was it the the writer has announced that J- the, the walking dead spinoff will not be a sequel series but will actually just be slightly running parallel in not addition even a sequel or a prequel or anything just for, yeah just yeah just running parallel. parallel which is kind of what was assumed but i'm glad that someone finally touched on it you know what i mean so that's good um which that guy's gotten huge he pretty much comments on anything now and people publicize Who? about it publicate it uh robert kirkman. robert kirkman that's what it oh, is Oh, okay yeah um i remember seeing something about where he was commenting on the dc costume thing and like people wrote articles about what he said and i'm like <laughs> it's not that big of a deal it's a pretty big fucking deal i don't know if you know this uh last thing was that we reported a few weeks back or maybe it was just last weekend I think it was last, uh, week. last weekend um that uh, Dan, uh dean kane and what's her name something slater um fucking blanking Hang my on. head Fact checker it's right here it's Helen, Helen Slater Helen Slater who played Supergirl in the 90s and Dean Cain played Superman in Lois and Clark there's a rumor going around pretty heavily that they are probably going to be um, Kara's uh, Earth parents so that'll be cool and that kind of wraps up TV news at least and we're finally down Yay. to the last section but yeah so that's all the TV <laughs> news um, but with that final piece on, on Supergirl like I just hope it's good. It's going to yeah. be on CBS. I just hope it's good. I, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. I just yeah. hope it's good. I don't care about anything else at this point. Um, all right, going into gaming news. Um, do you want, you want to do the 3DS stuff? Sure. Um, so there was this, um, I guess like the, the technical term for it is a decal set of someone who... Um, oh, okay, yeah. Noticed that the... Um, the smaller new 3ds in japan has the um snes colored buttons it's the same yeah yeah, yeah. for the the abyx yeah 
And basically, what someone did is made an entire decal set that you could just Basi- apply to it. Just, and yeah, just basically that's slap awesome. Slap on it, but it looks really fucking cool. It, there was like the logos, graphics, color schemes. Awesome. Turned your new 3DS into a tiny Super Nintendo. They're vinyl decals, so they're they're pretty decent quality. That's a cool idea. Just like that 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 plug right there, tiny Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like that's badass. Just as a small follow up to what I was talking about before, the Metalocalypse. Uh, just because I found it finally. It's called the Doomstar Requiem. <laughs> Not the Clock Ocalypse at all. <laughs> yeah, but still, the Doomstar Requiem was a, That's a good one-hour rock opera, which once you get rid of commercials is 45 minutes or 40 minutes-ish um, with all that other stuff. Um, is it underwater? No. <laughs> uh, it actually tells the entire history of before the band was there, that huge and why they're in the current situation they're in at the end of season four. And also re- reconciles that ending and sets up season five. Like, it's such an integral piece to that series. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. I'm so happy that... The, man, I'm sorry. We need to get over this news, but, like, holy shit. Like, uh, John Schnepp, he's one of, like, the oh, leading yeah. people involved with that. And I'm just... I'm so excited for him. Like, he's such a cool fucking dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't... I, I can't wait for him to... Ho- I'm hoping he's still involved with this season five, but I'm assuming he would be. But, yeah. He's fucking awesome, and that that series is hilarious. Right. Anyway, anyways, continuing really up back on, yeah, move on, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, we have a, or so Andrew has a side job thing working with GameStop, something with GameStop, and he was able to learn that Halo Five special edition pre-orders are available. Um, two versions, collector two tiers, one twenty-five, and then the legendary edition, which is two fifty. But we have no, no details idea. or idea. So why would you pre-order it? Because it's Halo and people are going to. I mean, I'm sure we'll see an announcement out of this probably within... I mean, if GameStop within has... Within the, the next few weeks, yeah. Yeah. E3, if not earlier. Oh, no. It'll, it'll be that earlier. If they're already if they're already, right now. Yeah. Right, but... The thing is, they can announce a pre-order before they announce what's in it. And they just did that with the GameStop employees, let alone the public. Um, I guess that's true. Like they could announce the big reveal of what's in it at E3 after announcing. See, they actually okay, so that's that's a lie. The um they are on the site. Okay. Limit, the collector's edition is a hundred. That makes more sense. That makes okay. a lot more sense. I'm assuming that'll be the version with some kind of just like that'll all be the DLC, extra DLC and maybe like a little something art book. Yeah, um, but then the other one will, will be, be a statue. Some kind of statue. probably a statue. Yeah, but yeah, you go on the site and there's no actual. Um, details we've seen this with every release of halo there will probably be also a third pre-order that you can get here in a couple months that's going to be announced at e3 which will be a bundle with an xbox one yeah and artwork all over the box which probably will be the xbox one that i wind up getting at some point they should make it a a full uh, tb Uh, yeah that's what they should just do permanently going forward but they don't seem honestly that's why about the call of duty i know and that's that was what pulling me towards that one before Mm -hmm. um interesting piece of news uh dmc definitive edition has pulled their sexualized scenes from their game can can i just say real quick on the board we literally have it as dmc sexy talk yep (laughs) yeah (laughs) long story short though um we most of us have touched dmc to some extent i burned through almost all the story i just didn't finish the game because i wanted to do the collection stuff before i finished it. yeah and see my thing is like i i've literally burned through all of it yeah. um i'm a i'm a huge dmc 
Devil May Cry. Yeah. yeah, I I fell in love with with DMC. I was renting all the three. I didn't get to actually edition. finish it because I was renting Amazing. it. Yeah, you and, have to take something back eventually. <laughs> right, right. And for me, like I bought the Xbox 360 version, and it was it was fun. It's just the only thing that really lacked was its uh, its characters. Um, yeah, I, I agree. think even the story to some degrees was actually pretty good. It was an interesting tale retelling. of it was a hell retelling. and demons, and it's not really all. Black but and just white, so that you guys but, know, um, yeah. the main bad guy and his uh, I guess you'd call her. I don't know what you'd call her. Th- Fucking, I get a whore. Oh, uh, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Yeah, something along those lines. Literally, uh, she says she's his bitch. Yeah, that's right. But At least uh, in the original there's one. a bunch of like sexual. <laughs> that's moments. the actual like the exact like thing they used to like um says like the quote is the world is at last your bitch as am I. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm. what she says. But then there's like a moment where kind of she insinuates doggy style, and then nothing happens. Nothing more. But they're pulling that scene. Um. Just because they're releasing definitive edition, I don't know. Look, Beyond it, that reason, silly. It's really silly. I mean, I just it's really I don't... stupid at the end of the day. Like you released one thing already; it's out there. It I, exists. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. It's like it wouldn't have mattered if originally they had decided to cut it out, but now they're deciding to cut it out when they make the definitive version. It's just it's a weird kind of like. It looks too good in sixty at... frames per second. Like who cares? No, no one cares. That's my thing. That's Moving why on. I'm not Cody's excited. So we reported on this last week, which was the, um, the mystery game freak, game freak, game Sega. freak and Sega um, team up, which was announced this week as a game known simply as Tempo the Badass Elephant. So we already provided you with a Dumbo story <laughs> to reconcile that grievance. We're also announcing. I'm trying to find exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it Tempo. Is Tempo the Badass Elephant. It's coming to PC, Xbox One, and PS4 this summer. Yep. It's going to be a 2D action platformer. Which is what it looks like. Yeah. Like, just from the screenshots. I'm just, I mean, I've always wanted, felt like I needed the badass elf in my life. And, and now I'm you do. I'm going to be able to fulfill that dream. That's great. So, thank you, Game Freak and Sega, for fulfilling my life dreams. Um, I can die happy now. That's good. Let's hope the game is decent. <laughs> right? I think it'll actually be. It's just, like total uh, shit. It's hard to mess up <laughs> 2D action. It's hard to do that It'll probably be like a, this little... It probably is a lot like like Metal Slug and things of that nature probably. to an like, extent. Cool. Um, I mean, it's a badass elephant. How can you get wrong? This one's kind of... This one, I'm hoping, is a good sign. Uncharted 4 got delayed to spring of 2016 as opposed to fall of 2015. Yeah. We've talked about this numerous times. We don't need to go over it more than this. It's a good thing when games are delayed because then it's actually finished. <laughs> one way or the other, it just it really doesn't matter. The developer needs whatever time that they need to develop Take the game. It. Take, Take it. the time. Yeah, doesn't okay. matter. Um, this one's kind of weird. Amiibos and Walmart uh, have a gold Mario that wasn't that one delayed or something. It was originally yeah. supposed to be available on um, March twentieth. That's right. With to coincide with the release of Mario Party ten, but now it's being delayed until April eighth. So what? Two weeks. Two, two weeks. Away? I'm assuming this is what we've talked about before: is the strikes on the. Uh, shipments or the uh sorry the importing coast just that whole dock area is on strike is it still going on yeah wow apparently I don't know. at least enough to delay everything still because i can't find fucking ike anywhere and apparently um there were they were doing mega or um walmart was doing pre-orders for specifically a mega man amiibo and they were there's a rumor going around that they started canceling them for some reason oh yeah um let's see if it says anything in this article I wouldn't put that past Mart or Walmart. 
Apparently, Mega Man is one of the most pre-ordered amiibos right now due to his huge cult following. Yep. Yep. Uh, retailers oh, taking hey. too many pre-orders. Yep. Be weird, but don't cancel the Mega Man. Right. I finally got my Mega Man amiibo this week. Yeah, you did. Well, and like I was telling, like before this yesterday, I got Bowser, which is awesome. But yeah. Can go on. Oh, so uh, Heroes of the Storm, which. I find it really weird that like Blizzard has like this really bad habit. They did it with um, Hearthstone and like now here's a storm of like doing like huge events yeah. for games that are still in beta. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's not. So I mean, like on one game. hand, it's like you know what? They, I feel like the game is basically done. But regardless, they're throwing an event that's called Heroes of the Dorm. Ha! Yep. Wait, good. I think I get it. Do you? Do you? Think it's like college it students playing Heroes of the Storm, and now it's going to be a recognized eSport. Boom. That they get to cover their tuition with. Yeah, yeah. exactly. $450,000. I think I get it. I think I get it. Yep. It's essentially, yep. um, you have to create teams Thanks, of guys. all. <laughs> no problem, bud. <laughs> <laughs> teams of all college students. Um, let's see. The winning team gets tuition for their entire college career. That's right. And then, like, below the that, it's like four teams tuition get, for one um, or two semesters. No, they don't even get tuition. No, they don't. Oh, shit. They just get um, a PC. That's ridiculous. Well, that's cool, I guess. That could have just paid for some tuition. <laughs> no, they want you to then, play the game. Not even that, really. not even that ridiculous, not like really. mid-grade? Damn it. Okay, well. Well, fucking shit. Oh, man. Top 64 teams get a battle net balance of $40. <gasps> oh. Whoa. Free 40 bucks. And then there's also, uh, they're doing, it's like, free a free swag. A, basically, um a fantasy bracket thing which like the brackets yep. after like the preliminary rounds uh top five predictions will get epic gaming system for heroes of the storm Didn't... a hyper x cloud 2 headset and the top prediction will also receive ten thousand dollars fuck I'm, that's I was half gonna say, my tuition so <laughs> this, this is One a really semester. silly thing but like did march madness already happen I mean, it's yeah, happening. happening. Happening is happening. Okay. See, this is how uninvolved I am with basketball as a sport. I don't I'm, know I, why. I just surprised like, I, my empl- my coworkers didn't make that a thing this Ooh. year. They do it every year. That's what I'm saying. Mine didn't either. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, oh yeah, some fans are uh, putting together a uh, petition to remaster. Modern Warfare 2, which they believe is the greatest mo- COD game if ever. If you're excited about this, get the fuck out. Why Austin, you. <laughs> are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense. There is no point. Austin, your life. This. What? Yes. Andrew's younger brother wants this. He's a COD head, though. I mean, I love Modern Warfare 2. I actually like the game a lot Modern as Warfare a Call two, of Duty. Two. But still. 5-2. 5-2. 2-2. Yeah, yeah. What? Because <laughs> it's it's Modern Warfare two squared because it's a reboot. Oh, okay. No, so I'm saying can. that you love Modern Warfare two, two also. Yes. Anyways, fucking with my mind right now. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It's fucking. Look, regardless, it's dumb. Like, it just it's dumb. It's one of those things. It's just dumb. And it's probably gonna succeed, and I'll just be really. <laughs> That's angry. the because worst what's part. What's gonna happen is it. everyone's gonna buy it, and they're gonna be like, nothing changed. It's the same Call of Duty. And then they're gonna complain. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Never ending cycle. Anyway. We hate people. I hate everyone. Kind of. Really. Mm. Not even kind of. Just really. No. Actually. Do you hate me, Cody? No, because no. there's like people Thanks. in this room that we're cool with. And then there's people outside this room that we're not cool with. So everyone outside this room. So everyone not currently, the three. but mostly. Yes. I mean, yes. Sweet. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you fall into the inner circle of awesome, so it's great. Pretty much anyone listening to this is probably cool for the most part, unless you raged when we said that. Unless you, John. Uh, Other than you. You're a dick. Not showing up and stuff. Who's John? Who knows? I was thinking about that, John. Oh. I I thought you were. I was so confused. Fuck you, Mary. Fuck it. Anyways. (laughs) Um, PS View is a thing. You yeah. actually read the article. I I'd listened the to article. you. So what it is is it's internet TV. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And yep. it's launching three week or two weeks in three select cities: New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. It's more pushing for internet TV. I so mean, CenturyLink has their own. On the piece, you can stop right now. <laughs> You're doing a really good job of all these punny things, but you don't have to ask <laughs> you to stop. <laughs> it's great and all. Good we love it. So I've now finished my beer, so I can't get any worse. Yeah, that's not I, true. Because then I'll, that, that's just got to hit your bloodstream now. You just got to sit on it. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just it's pushing more of that. I mean, we have like CenturyLink Prism. We have a few other internet service providers providing their own Xfinity, obviously, internet-based television. Mm-hmm. Why not PlayStation? HBO Go? H- what's on here somewhere? It's oh, not on it's there. It's not. Did we didn't put that? it on there. I didn't. Sorry. Oh, yeah. HBO well, then touching on happening. it, we <laughs> talked about it a little bit last week, but we have prices somewhere on. You can go look for it. I'm not going to find it right now. But uh, HBO 10, now. twelve ninety nine. Yeah. It just clicked. Right? I remembered. twelve ninety nine nice. for HBO now. Dude. I know. There you go. It hit. Uh, yeah. So HBO, you can you can watch HBO now. I'm going to break ha. your heart. Fourteen ninety nine. That's fair. Ten to fifteen. That's fair. There you go. But yeah, so fourteen ninety nine if you want to go watch HBO without dealing with Comcast, because you should, because Comcast sucks. There you go. Balls. Side note, just real fast. Comcast will not let you watch HBO through HBO Go on PlayStation. On any PlayStation platform. <laughs> Because you know how, like, when you sign up for HBO Go, you have to sign in with your cable or in, or uh, satellite provider on yeah. their, their their app. Comcast will refuse it if it's a PlayStation system. Just putting that there for everybody. <laughs> Good job, Anthony. That's that's awesome. Slam <laughs> this pop filter into his mic. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, biggie. But yeah, so if if you're having those kind of issues, just sign up with HBO now. Simple. Um. You like this one. I like this a lot. A lot. So there's oh. been we've covered this before that there's a StarCraft two mod in the works that is essentially a Warcraft uh, yeah. Warcraft three remake. And they released a first green game tray. No gameplay, gameplay trailer. Gameplay trailer and it looks fucking beautiful. Wasn't it that Blizzard even provided the group that's doing it assets? No, they or, didn't provide specifically to them, but they just provided them to everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, they and just open sourced them. Like, That's yeah, right, open source. So they they've like officially just been like, yeah, it's a thing. We're Go free. Yeah, we're backing it sort of. We're just not throwing a whole ton of weight behind it. We're well, just saying at least here's some stuff. They're not like hating on it, right? You know? That's right. Good. well, the, yeah, exactly. But um, it another really StarCraft mod coming out. Something called Psionic Warfare: Total Destruction is a StarCraft two mod. That you does can blow shit up with your mind. Third person. Third-person shooter, shooter in a strategy game. In a strategy AKA game. with guns. Well, yeah. you know what? It's basically <laughs> it's basically their version of uh, Planetside. Yeah. Because Planetside, you could take a commander role and be an RTS style. That's what Corey loved about it. But you could also just drop in and have, like, you know, 36,000 units on screen at once. So it's probably something to that effect within the realm of being behind one role. 
one character running around shooting stuff. You remember those days where PS4 was saying they would have Planet Side 2 available? I vaguely recall that. Like oh, a yeah, year yeah, and yeah, a, yeah, a while day. back, yeah, yeah. a way back way. Yeah, yeah and Still then that happened. didn't happen. Still hasn't happened. <laughs> Side note coming back to this, I know I mentioned this to Zane. No, earlier, go ahead. But uh, Anthony, were you aware that uh, Heroes of the Storm was originally a StarCraft 2 mod? No. Yeah. Yes. Modders are crazy. They love to change things. This is this is why you should never hate on the modding community yes. because modding helps your IPs. Yes, Agreed. it helps change things. On it, my it on those hard drives on that computer I told you about, guys, earlier that's put away. I have a modded to fuck Kotor copy. Like I've just got shit to, like gigs of of mod in there. Just adding Wookiee options for your character, being able to run around the game as a Wookiee, like just different species options, different dialogue options. Nice. Optional characters to swap out for different people in your squad. Maybe that's like the next uh, Nazi or Republican. Yeah, right. A modded version that plays the the third game that'll actually. But you could like choose different races. Some uh, dude, that that's the one thing I thought was always missing. Um, this story has been going around the internet all this week, and I don't understand it. It's yeah. Really, really. Weird. There's this game that's coming out. It's called Upsilon Circuit. That's essentially it's a um, it's a fantasy sure. RPG on a single server. There will only ever be um, eight people playing a single game. Yeah, two teams of four. When you die, you can never play the game again. What? Yeah. So let me let me read this through. Never, like never, ever. Ever, if you if you lose, you can never play the game again. How do they keep track of it? On top of the game has a per large alive somewhere that blah, 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 blah. each contestant explores the overworld, generated dungeons, and search the dream tech crystals. They fight monsters, avoid traps, and complete with the opposing team. When a contestant fights monsters, he gets treasures, the XP and rewards go to the audience. The XP is blah, blah, blah. If it's a co-op game, that'd be interesting. If it's a competitive game, that's really fucking stupid. It's just, it's just such a weird thing. I'm trying to. If their teams get against each other, that's the dumbest it's idea two I've teams ever heard. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard of. Wait, what? That that you die and you can't ever return to the game. It's a really weird concept. I don't know exactly. That's how what I'm works. saying. That that's why I don't understand this. Because if you're having two teams competitively against each other and you can never return to the game again, what the fuck? It's is not the like point? competitive in the face and the fact of like it's like two people going against each other. It's in the fact of like, can this team get farther than this team? Essentially, is what it is. I think I'd have to see it to to understand. But yeah, maybe I guess I I. It's not a game for me. I can tell you that much. It's weird. I don't understand how exactly they're going to control it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I don't it's probably it. that you have no respawns, but in sessions. No, according to this, if you lose, you can never play a game, the game again. That just seems like a huge fuck you. It's really weird. I don't understand. Mm, that. There's no practice run. Yeah, it's just stupid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Whatever. You 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 would I'm hope I want to hear your thoughts specifically on this because we've held off on that for reasons but we've we both listened to the rant as well that and was decided crazy. it was fucking stupid. I want to hear your thoughts on this okay, big topic. So there has been a huge um, announcement, for lack of a better term, in the WoW community this week out of the um, Guild Blood Legion, which it was essentially the 
top U.S. guild in the world for like the last ten tiers. Yeah, like, just dominated. Yeah. They're usually U.S. first, world second, conquering that shit. Was conquering everything. Um, <laughs> apparently, there's been some more news that's been leaked that prior to this tier, Rignaros, who's the guild leader, who's been notorious and asshole, um, basically said, "If we're not U.S. first, we're done. We're just not going to compete anymore." Um, in Highmall, which was the first part of this tier, they got U.S. second. They lost to an Oceanic Guild, and for whatever reason, the Oceanic Guilds, which is basically between U.S. and Asia, all the islands in there um, are grouped with U- U.S. They lost to a guild there called Ascension. Nothing ever really came out with it. Um, when we got to Blackheart Foundry, Midwinter, who was the top alliance guild in the world, U.S., took U.S. first, world third out of nowhere just surprised everyone mm-hmm. uh, about a week later blood legion announced that they will no longer be competitive rating and basically their bullshit excuse was over the years many people in the guild have gotten married some have had children others have moved on to new jobs and schools and other things that life throws our way we've always had a very small roster when it comes to rating when these life issues come to play along with others having less desire to push the insane hours, number of vaults, etc. It's become very clear that we needed to cut back on the hours and change the direction of the guild. Basically, it's because they don't have world first anymore and they're butthurt about it and they're just not going to race anymore. Yeah, when you hear this dude, like, the I, leader of Blood there's, Legion, there's a, correct, There's a right? famous video. His name is called R- Rignaros. Okay. He's notoriously an asshole. If you just YouTube, it's funny. If you type in R-I-G, the first thing that pops up is Rignaros rant or Rignaros rage. Shit. And the first video that pops up is him just yelling at one of his healers. Which, in his defense, the healer was shit. Mm. But it was just hilarious. But It's just like there's a difference between saying, dude, you're not doing the right thing and you're kind of a piece of shit. Versus what he did, which is completely in my opinion, ridiculous it is egregious. And yeah, there's, it's a, it, there's, a, there's a realm that's like, yeah, you're yeah. frustrated and you should be ex- getting that out. Yeah. But his level is ten times where it's justifiable. Essentially, because like I can understand someone yelling at someone like, "Dude, you're not fucking doing this right." I'm sorry, but you're in a, you're just doing it wrong. And then what he does is way beyond okay. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. I can like we we talked before like, oh yeah, I can understand getting frustrated. I can understand yelling at each other. We've talked about how some guilds have that in wow, like they just go all out. Well, hell, our experiences with Destiny occasionally. There, there's yeah. been times, and I can under and like I've said, I can totally understand and give someone the benefit of the doubt when it comes to some of those kinds of rants and some of those yells, because I'm just like, I get it. We're all, especially when you factor in sleep, hunger, and a billion other problems with daily life, let alone trying to solve something in a game cooperatively. But that, what he did, is totally egregious and uncalled for in my book. Like, that is to the point where I'm like, I would find you in real life and beat the living fuck out of you if you did that to me. Yeah. I would find you. I would literally find you with a baseball bat. I don't care if you're a badass in WoW. You're not that badass in real life, and you deserve to have a bat upside the head. I don't care. Like, that's the level that he was at. I was like, in my head, I'm like, if he did that to me, I would probably run him over, hunt him down and drive, like, and kill him. Oh, wow. Like, he pissed me off. (laughs) Like, just listening to that rant, I'm like, I don't think I could take that. I would snap. Like, regardless of whatever the guy was doing wrong, I just be that's like, to fuck. a point where I'm just like, yeah, you're in WoW. You really that's think awesome. you're that cool in WoW? Like, I mean, on one hand, Blood Legion has so many sponsors, it's absolutely ridiculous. Which is awesome. Yeah. But that's the, the problem is, thing. Is... Like, the sponsors get fucked a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. Right? They, took a hit. they will take a hit from Blood Legion leaving. Yeah. Yeah, it's just stupid. It'll it's... also be an interesting thing, because so for the last three BlizzCons, 
they've invited mm-hmm. the two top U.S. Yeah. guilds, Midwinter and Blood Legion, yep. to come do a live raid. And now that won't happen. Now that won't happen. Yeah. Well, Midwinter will probably still show up. Midwinter will. They'll okay. just be like, fuck you. My We're Midwinter. Is, Midwinter's the shit. Yeah. Are they frosty? Yes. Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's but yeah. to me. The, yeah, so that's that was just more or less really kind of interesting. And I, I can justify the whole like <laughs> we need to change the direction of the guild. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't need to quit. <laughs> Don't shoot for worlds first, just go for the cleanest runs. Do something else. Like change your angle. Yeah, that's basically there's gonna be we're gonna be casual now. <sighs> See, that's even more cop out That's like that's that not means. even that's a non answer to me. Yeah, like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, it we're casual in Destiny. Up. We're not on every night. We know people that are on raids every single night. Well, guess oh what? We God. hit it once a week, twice a week, maybe, if we're not feeling I'm it. Not, not even that now. Yeah, not even that right now, but we're That's also waiting funny. for So, look at schools. this. Midwinter is the only U.S. guild to have killed Blackrock. <laughs> so, they haven't even point. finished it. That's the thing. Oh, this, no. This well, just, they got to 9 out of 10. They're just like, now nah, we're done. Wow. That's dumb. Anyways, let's just get away from this because it's so Rick dumb. Rick is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's an asshole. Fucker. And I don't like him already. Um. So yeah, just in line with uh, what the guys at Titanfall have announced before, they have officially stated that Titanfall Two is in the works and that it will be releasing on all current gen consoles: PS4, Xbox One, and PC. For me, no surprise personally. Like I, from what I heard, before, they talked about it before they like, released. They talked yeah. about it after they released that they wanted to do this. The thing was that their contract they had to break that to do this and. I get it. I mean, if you look at the numbers and you go, okay, the install base of PS4s is so ridiculous. At launch of the game on a different console, you'd look at it and go, we should have been there. <laughs> we should have been with them too. And go, you know what? We stand to lose, say, like $2 million, $3 million, whatever, however many millions of dollars. But we stand to gain so much more. And it's, that's the thing. It's just, it's so funny in this cycle. I'm realizing that there are two mentalities when I have the two systems. Because I have, I have both right, Xbox right. One and PS4. And I'm realizing PS4 is for my multiplayer games. And I'm recognizing that Xbox One is be, kind of becoming the one for my games that I know either not a lot of people will be getting exclusives or just single player shit like i know yeah. i'm probably going to get the witcher 3 for xbox one just because i need the space yeah on a card dime hard yep. drive you know i don't have a lot of space left on my ps4 i'm waiting for that um i've had to what was it not mad cats but uh get rid of a couple games actually oh yeah you know what i'm talking about where they're expanding the drive they're, they're I, providing a third party i can't for drive. wait for that god i just, I just hope that, that it's gonna be swapping great. swapping uh content will be easy going from it, the old drive it looks drive like it's going to be simple because it looks so. like it's just an add-on like an extra well because it looks like what happens is it's it's literally. creating extra space and i'm hoping it's just one of those things it's like an automatic male female on one port just so it plugs in and plugs Agreed. in another one yeah. but here's hoping because if they do that that'll be simple if they don't oh it's gonna suck fucking ass. have to transfer everything before you swap it yeah. Nico. thank you Nico. that's right yeah but i'm excited for that to come out um Continuing on, uh, Mortal Kombat X has kind of officially released its solid lineup, or at least the majority of it. Obviously, they're leaving some stuff in the dark for you to find out later. Mm-hmm. But announced on Friday, it was pretty cool because it was Friday, the second Friday, thirteenth of the year. Jason was revealed to be the hidden character in the game, which makes sense. Like Mortal Kombat Nine, you had you had Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, sure, makes I'm sense. So, and the I'm announcement so was on Friday the thirteenth. Exactly. I'm just so just like why the why, fact why? that like I was 
Freddy was in it, and I was just like, why? Oh, yeah. I like, agree. Oh, let's just keep it's doing it because so obviously it works, except it doesn't. Um, yeah. It got delayed for the 360 and PS3. I kind of suggested that more than likely it's that there's probably frame dips, and they've promised a 60 frame per second game, and there's probably frame dips on those consoles. They probably just want to streamline that. Um, so we know we've seen a trailer now that's come out this week that was the Cage family, the entire family. So we know Sonya Blade is playable, and we know Johnny Cage is playable on top of their, their daughter. Um, in addition, we also got a story preview, which also kind of showed off some of Kenshi. Um, and uh, what's that one sorcerer's name that's not Quan Chi or any of the other main villains? It's the one from like Mortal Kombat 5 or something stupid that I don't remember off the top of my head. Hang on. Um, Hang on. Shao Kahn. Hang on. Fucking, oh, it's going to bug me. Hang on. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I don't know. He's he's just shown in the, the trailer beating the crap out of both Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade at the same time. For me in the trailer, the only thing I saw was Shinnok. Shinnok, thank you. I didn't Jesus. even see Shinnok in the trailer that I watched, the five minute nineteen second one. The Cage Family one? Yeah. I didn't even see that. Hmm. Well, I saw him at the near the end because it's right around the same time. Oh wait, no, no. I'm thinking of the different trailer, the one with um the the story one where it shows uh Scorpion and Sub Zero trying to oh, get yeah. the, you saw uh, that helicopter. One. Yeah, so the Cage no, Family the other one, one. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You're totally so right. Shinnok gets shown near the end yeah. beating the fuck out of the the husband and ex-wife or ex-husband and wife whatever you want to call it but yeah we also get some hints at some other stuff we heard more about the usual you know their their teams and stuff and like the their general or whatever they report to apparently johnny cage went into the military after mk9 yeah or something or became like an outsourced well, and i'm i'm honestly operative. i'm really interested in the little things that they're going to be doing with this game yeah. because they also released that uh info that one of the things that they'll be doing for the multiplayer component would be the uh, clan mode, which are like clan wars mode or something like that, where yeah. like everybody would choose like a like a faction, you know, like White Lotus or something yeah, like yeah. that. And um, each week they would contribute to a tally that would determine who was like the leader of that, and perks would be distributed to that team accordingly. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a cool concept. I'm I'm curious how that works out. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, but um, regardless, the internet is raging over the fact that there's quick time events in the story <laughs> mode. Oh yeah, it injustice. doesn't matter. It's injustice, on. and I actually like. Matter. I'm watching it right now. Just sound, I think it looks even better than it looked in Injustice. I'm sure because it's probably more. Well, it's more badass for sure. I mean, what Scorpion's song? owning people Some in the zero beginning. Has a sword? That's what that's what I'm saying. When I looked at the trailer, that's what I was going like, oh shit! He's had a sword for a long time. Has he? He oh. can make a sword. Yeah, he's made he it since to. like. Just after Deadly Alliance. Yeah, but he really? never really yeah. did it too much in, like, cinematics. Until, yeah, he like, just now. used it in like, a cinematic. Like he's a owning badass. people There's, with it. Okay, yeah. just to piggyback, he did that in the launch trailer. Not the launch trailer, the um, the announcement trailer. Oh, yeah, the one with the... Uh, Wiz Khalifa trap. Yeah. Actually, that was a cool trailer. Yeah, he like. formed the sword and smacked and broke it on uh, yeah, Scorpion in that trailer. dagger yeah, thing. It was yeah. more like a dagger, it looked like. Like an yeah, ice like pick. the full length. Maybe. The game looks good. Because then immediately after, Scorpion rips off a branch and beats him with that after the sword gets hit. And that's another thing. Some of the cool things I was noticing in that trailer, Johnny Cage picks up something from the side. And, like, I like how it goes into a slow motion motion when you use certain objects. And, like, it just, like, shows the detail of people getting fucked up with, like, pipes and shit. It's awesome. Right. Um, Freeze Me is a game that was announced for the Wii U this week. Um... I'm trying to remember what I read on it. It's basically a it's a Wii U title. Oh yeah, N64 inspired platformer. Yeah, it's weird. That's right. Cool. 
I was excited just because like it kind of reminds me of uh, you know the the really good N sixty four ones like the uh, Mario game that was actually like the first definitive platformer in three D. So I'm just like, good. We don't have one yet <laughs> on the Wii U. So good. Um, going ahead. With what? Star Citizen. <laughs> so there is, is it a rumor or is it confirmed? I, it was, I think it's confirmed. confirmed. That it's required. Star or yeah. Citizen, which. Or at least all Wish Corey was here to make a comment about this because I mean, he's the one who's obsessed. I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. But um, the download might be, could be, a whopping 100 right. gigabytes. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, we're looking at a game that's trying to tackle all aspects of a flight sim. And they want to eventually a huge universe. They want to eventually make it an entire first-person immersive. Yeah, um, essentially is... on the equivalent of Eve, but but better, bigger. bigger, yeah, and better, yeah, higher res, every like everything yeah. better, bigger. And if you're gonna compete with Eve, that's kind of what's required at this point. Yeah, Eve is already extremely immersive. I mean, there's been people that have been hired as true world ambassadors because their ambassador <laughs> skill in the game was so ridiculous. Yeah, I was even thinking of possibly picking it up soon, but so I don't ridiculous. know. Like, it's so yeah. huge. I don't. I'm. I'm a little like daunted. Yeah, yeah that's just, the right so word. This is actually funny that they're actually talking about shipping USB drives to people with poor internet connections yeah. to actually yeah. allow them to get the game quicker. <sighs> yep. It's because hilarious. I'm like, oh, 100 gigabyte game. Oh, I'll see you um in. July October. of twenty October twenty fifteen. I mean, like Inquisition is what thirty gigs, and it took me like three days three to days. download it. Yeah, three days no to, shit. to knock yeah, out the forty two gigs. But that was forty two. Three days. Oh, that's, that's forty two. That's right. That's, I mean, that's not terrible. But even I still, think yeah. um, at my cousin's right now. Fortunately, it's better than my uh, my last house with my mom and dad. So mm -hmm. uh, actually, lately I've been noticing gigs like for Xenoverse. Was uh fifty fifty six? Yeah. And it took me eight hours. I'm out. Eight ten. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, this one's just good. Um, AC Rogue is now on PC and it looks great. Looks amazing. Yeah, people. I've yet to play it. I know John Luke went on and on about it. I Said that AC Rogue that is the best Assassin's Creed since two. A lofty claim, but hey, believable. You know, if it works, believable because yeah. it shows a different angle. You're finally fighting on the Templar side, technically. Totally. Cool. And then the last real thing for well for gaming news is uh, Goat Sim. One year later, is now going to hit consoles, specifically the Xbox One. So you can now play five minutes of that game on a console <laughs> and laugh about it with your friends drunkenly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Get over it. Yeah. That game it looks so fun it, for about five to ten minutes, and then you put it down and realize you're playing Goat Sim and put it down. Like, yeah, just, you realize you've just wasted. Like, I just remember this, it like, just reminds me of Tony Hawk. It looks I just that ridiculous. The Wii came out and this like awesome like I'm straining ghost him and I was like why? And then I watched <laughs> I watched his stream for about ten minutes and I was satisfied. I was like, cool, this is stupid fun, great. Is this a game that's like it's like funny because it's stupid broken, but then you realize you're playing a stupid broken game. Well, and then what's funny is even the creators <laughs> like don't <laughs> give me money for this. Like don't <laughs> give me ten bucks for this game at all. Like don't play it, please. I made it and it's bad. <laughs> please no. <laughs> That's the greatest part about it, though. Like I love the creators telling you no, and everyone's like, yes, yes, let's do it. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. So the last real thing we have before we get out of here is um, we're kind of just going through it. I was noticing this week. I was just sort of flipping through YouTube videos, just sort of like catching up on some information, and I forgot that Arkham had announced separate pre-order bonuses depending on where you pre-order from much like any game but 
got me really kind of thinking like where would be the best place and still to this day GameStop right now has the best pre-order bonuses and my thought process on that is because like I'm trying to find my post about it right now but oh here we go GameStop you're getting everywhere you pre-order from you're always you're gonna get the Harlequin four challenge maps which is normal because like every release of the game has had you know Arkham City Arkham Origins and Arkham Asylum all have had additional challenge maps depending on where you pre-order from and which console you're pre-ordering for mm-hmm. um in lieu of that you're gonna play as harley quinn in those which is cool fun whatever but from gamestop you're getting um the red hood story pack normally you'd have to probably pay about 10 to 15 dollars for this retail you're getting it day one probably probably just because that's how it goes and we don't necessarily approve of those personally but i'm willing to sacrifice a not nothing technically because i'm just pre-ordering the game itself and i'm getting this for free right um which is the nice thing um red hood being in the game kind of helps substantiate our thoughts that arkham knight himself is probably red hood the fact that you're going to be playing as gun-toting red gray and black guy who in the past in the comics has masqueraded as batman with guns I love his new design, by the way. I just want to point that out. Well, what's great is he still has the metal or the, the helmet, the actual helmet. Underneath the, the hood? Underneath the hood. That's super cool, then. Yeah, because people were bitching, like, oh, Red Hood's never actually had a hood. He's always been, I'm like, he, we've seen art. I've seen the, the action figure. He has the actual Red Hood on underneath his actual physical Red that's Hood. That's super cool. I like that even more. That's awesome. So I'm excited for that. But, um, yeah, so GameStop has that. The pre-order bonuses for uh, Walmart are that, You'll get the Harley Quinn pack and a skin for the Batmobile, which makes it look prototyped. I'm sure that what this means, what this alludes to for me, is that on top of getting different costumes for yourself, your car is going to be able to look differently. So you'll be able to drive around and blow shit up as the 60s Batmobile. And also, um, that would be tight. Yeah. prototype Batmobile includes five exclusive gameplay features. Whatever that means. Guess what? You'll be able to buy it for $5 after launch. Probably. Um, five for five yeah right <laughs> and then um which probably will come in a pack filled with other options yeah. in addition to the prototype and then the last thing is if you go to best buy um you get access or instant access to batman and batmobile upgrades specifically f- four upgrades so dumb which I is really the dumbest like one. one like yeah. i'm gonna get those upgrades anyways regardless just by playing the game yeah it's like i don't need to have a little piggy. I'd rather have extra know? content that I don't exactly. have to pay for later at all. Exactly. Specifically, the one that's the probably game. priced at the highest. Because, like I said, yeah. you probably get the Batmobile for five dollars later, and you probably get Red Hood for ten or fifteen. So, might as well just not pay ten or fifteen dollars now and get it. Get it ready. Um, kind of piggyback on that is the fact that if you pre-order the statue version from the states, you'll get one version that's uh, Batman standing amongst the city, and it'll say something that we've talked about this before. Kind of loosely spoils. I don't think it spoils anything because more than likely it's going to be a red herring move of the game where it's like, hey, he's dead. Your statue says he's dead. And then it's going to be a moment probably post credits or something where Batman will climb out of rubble or something stupid. Like spoilers for stuff we don't know. Speculation spoilers. Um, The other thing being that in Europe, it's a different statue altogether, just like it's always been on the other games. But I still think that's kind of silly that they don't make those options available overseas. Because I remember for Origins... In the States, we got the one that was the Joker slash Black Mask mm-hmm. thing that I have, which is pretty cool. But in the in Europe, you could get um, Batman holding up Joker from, like, standing on a bunch of sewer pipes, just holding him up over the edge like he's going to drop him. And I thought that was actually kind of a cooler one to get. But 
obviously I'm not going to order one from Europe and pay an extra like import 80 bucks fee. for import yeah. fees and costs. So, but again, just, you know, kind of re- re- reprising this talk because we're so excited for Arkham Knight. So excited. It's the <sighs> most anticipated game of the year. Really, it is. I'm so beyond excited for that one. I was ready for if it to come out in November. Now I I'm more wasn't. Excited for ju- June. If I July, was entirely whatever. sure that Battlefront was coming out this year, which I'm still not. I I mean, I know they've announced the release date, but hey. I'm still 99% sure it'll be two weeks before the movie. Literally two weeks. It could be moved, whatever. Yeah. If I wasn't absolute positive of that, I would say Battlefront. But I'm not, so yeah, Arkham Knight. Man, like this so game. This I remember game, this. there was a Kotaku really article, and I'm, I'm sorry if we discuss this can't remember if we did but it was basically kotaku ragging on the fact that scarecrow is the main villain it was like those are the stupidest thing that they've ever done that's right like no this is the greatest thing they've ever done scarecrow has been the most underrated bat villain ever yet he has the potential to do the most damage yeah the funniest thing he's the one that works with actual toxins and can kill you without touching you the funniest thing is in the article, they mentioned the point that the Scarecrow segments of the past games were probably the best parts of the game. But just the fact that it's going to be a game loosely him as the main villain, nah, it's not going to work. Bullshit. He's probably one of the best masterminds because technically he's the least sane or the least insane of all of his rogues gallery. Like the one that's the least... He has criminal intentions, yes. But he is not driven insane. It's true. He was a psychologist who is fascinated by fear. He's driven by his fascination with fear and what it does to people. Actually, in Arkham Asylum, I really loved listening to his, his uh, audio tapes. Audio tapes. He was, yeah, exactly. Was really but again, like the, the segment, the Scarecrow segments in Asylum were so good. Did you see that uh, the Scarecrow sections in this game are going to be even more insane? They're going to be yes. feature both running and driving. Yes. Driving is going to be terrifying, actually. So one of the sequences showed that like the, everything goes red. And the Batmobile comes tearing up. You get inside, and a giant scarecrow comes stomping after you while you're trying to drive through Gotham at high speeds through That's a maze in that fucking psychotic view. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm stoked. Arkham Knight, buy it in two months. Three months. Three months. Three months. Three months. Two months before my, two days before my birthday. Hey. June. June? Second. Second. Nice, dude. So uh, I was thinking about taking my vacation week that week. And that was kind of like, yeah, we'll just play Arkham all week. Let's crack down hard on it. There, there you go. go. I know mine. I'm going to have it done by July before oh, then. Easily. easily. Like, I'm going to crack that one I hard. I still want to go back and, like, just... actually like, go through and get all the Riddler shit done in City. But I don't think I ever will. Finish that one. Finished all the Riddler stuff in Origins. I 100%ed all three games that have been out. Hero. I, I love those games. I haven't 100%ed them all, but uh, I'm doing a uh, a replay there you of go all three before uh before arkham knight comes out and See, as i think about it i don't know right i don't think i can do the extra stuff though i think i just have to tackle the story mission because it's there you even i've that's knocked out honestly i've knocked i've done new game pluses with all the games those are fun i've knocked them out in a week the entire all the side quests and everything but it's I don't, just like i had in the past i don't have that same amount of time now yeah. I would agree for the most part for me, but I've also been able to just like, okay, well, it's like 10 o'clock. Katie's about to go to bed. I can easily just hop on, knock out like two and a half hours, and I'm able to yeah, knock wish, out all I the side quests in like a night, essentially, because in about two and a half hours, you can knock out most of the side questy stuff, like especially in City. Um, the hardest and longest one being the dead shot. It's not hard. It's just long. It's stupid. 
With, well, once you know it, once you know it, it and freaking. Oh, that annoyed me. That, that bothered me. Or what I did notice. The game bothers me, but we talked about it way too much before. Side note with that real quick. I figured out that the reason why Anarchy looks the way he does in Origins is because they used the re- the the Red Hood model from this game that's coming out. Huh. He look, I mean, they used it to understand the movement of someone wearing a hood and wearing a mask at the same time. Because if you look at Anarchy, he looks like if you just reskinned him, he would look the same as Red Hood. Only no backpack on Red Hood. Otherwise, the same appearance. That's interesting. Yep. Also, small note, if you remember in Arkham Asylum, they didn't have the resources to model a separate model for Jim Gordon, so he looks yoked in Arkham Asylum, and then he looks scrawny in Arkham City, Mm -hmm. which I still think is hilarious. That's hilarious. Muscular dystrophy. (laughs) Don't worry about it. All right, and with that, I'd say we call it. That was a great news. Fucking fast. Hopefully never again. Thank you for sticking out with us. Thank you so much, guys. Two hours of news is stupid with loose discussion throughout which is great stupid i'm sorry i had a lot of drinks (laughs) so i'm gonna say yeah you did you okay i'm out (laughs) all right he's out i think we're all out thanks again guys catch you next week